0: Hey guys, this is uh, John and Darren. We're going to get to the regular episode in just a little bit. It's one that uh, Darren recorded a little while without me, but uh, since SNL is premiering on October 2nd and we realized that uh, we're not going to have a chance to discuss the hosts that they've announced for season 47, we thought we'd just do a little quick mini episode and talk about that here. So Yeah, because we know you guys are just... Like, you know, waiting and
1: gnawing at the bit, wanting to know our hot takes on the host. And we, we don't want to deny
0: you people. Exactly, so. exactly. So we thought it would make more sense to just do that here uh, instead of in the episode where we're covering the season premiere. Um, so should we dive in? Let's dive in. Okay. So first of all, they uh, they announced uh, for their season premiere on October 2nd, it's going to be host Owen Wilson and musical guest Casey Musgraves.
1: Uh, great way to open it. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I'm, I, like, Owen Wilson is one of these guys who, like, when I heard this is his first time hosting SNL, it kind of surprised me. I was like, mm-hmm. he never hosted, but like Luke hosted before he he hosted.
0: Yeah, um, it's an interesting time for Owen Wilson. I, I think you know one. It's interesting that all four of the hosts. That they're going to have to start off the season, their first time host, so that's kind of exciting. Um, right, you know, it's always interesting to see how a new person is going to come in and and handle the show. And I think it's a good time for Owen Wilson to come in. He's just finished a high profile project with uh, Loki uh, on Disney Plus, so he's, uh, yeah, he's as in the public eye right now. He has the
1: upcoming Wes Anderson movie, uh, the French dis- the French Dispatch. Yeah,
0: doesn't he always have an upcoming Wes Anderson movie? Who?
1: Yeah, who? He, yeah, I mean, like, just throw a dart at a calendar. Odds are he's going to have an upcoming project with Wes Anderson that day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to Owen Wilson. He he's one of the hosts I think out of this bunch that I'm looking forward to the most because I think he's a very funny guy, and it'll be neat to see how he mixes with the cast.
1: Right, and as far as the, as the musical guest uh, Casey Musgraves, I don't know much about her. I actually listened to some of her stuff this afternoon and it kind of sounds like country pop, I mm. guess. Okay. So it's, it's so it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds nice. I like All it. Right. All
0: right. So, you know, yeah, I, the country pop, I can, I can go either way on that. Sometimes I really like it. Other times I'm just like, no, no, thank you. So we'll see. <laughs> okay. We'll uh, see. October nine. Hmm. <sighs> uh, we got, we get, we got, uh, Kim Kardashian West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. We we got Halsey too. We got anyway. Halsey. I'm very excited that Halsey is coming back. Uh, you know, she's yeah. done well on the show before. She's been the musical guest a couple times, hosted once. Yeah, and uh, like Halsey is one of these performers who I didn't know until
1: uh, SNL introduced me to her, and then once I saw that, once I saw her perform, I was like, oh, she has, she's a good singer. She's actually pretty great. And you know, then I saw her in sketches, and I was like, oh. She's actually holding her own with all these uh, cast members. She's actually pretty good in sketches. Yeah, it was, it was like I, a. It was she's a really done a little surprise. acting
0: since then, too, right? Uh, has she? I don't think, I think she done. has been in an, in a acting project or two. I can't name it offhand. I didn't look that up. Uh, well, you know, pr- who needs to prepare for the podcast? Yeah. no, people want our hot raw takes. They don't want any any like you know us doing our research. They don't want informed takes. We This is like 2021. It's the internet age. They just want our opinions, whether or not they make sense. They want the first draft, just raw
1: and, you know, no whiteout, just whatever whatever our barfs out of our mouth first.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the way that we can get canceled in 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, All right, so, the, let's... so we also have the host, Kim Kardashian West. Okay. All right. Um no. hmm. All right. I'll, all right. I'll,
1: I will say this: I don't think it's going to be Elon Musk bad. This episode,
0: <laughs> I'll say that. I. I mean, this is not a name that excites me at all. This is Kim Kardashian West is not someone I have any interest in, in any way, shape, or form. I have no reason to believe that she's going to be a talented sketch comedy performer. I'm always willing to be surprised. I mean, who knows? Maybe she'll be wonderful. But I think this is probably going to be a train wreck along the lines of the Paris Hilton episode. I'll Yeah, I'll say it's maybe
1: more along the lines of Paris Hilton. I mean, this is, I don't know. I mean, having her host, this is, you know, obviously like a, you know, stunt casting and mm-hmm. ratings grab and all that jazz. But I will say that while, you know, she she's not like a, you know, you know, trained improviser or actor or she's, I think she's been in like maybe one or two things. She was in like a Tyler Perry movie or something. Okay. But I mean, I, I will say that she's had more, she has some performing chops because like she's spent, you know, half her life in front of cameras doing her reality show or reality based show. So, right. I mean, while she's not an actor per se, she has had experience performing.
0: You know, she has it, had a camera pointed at her while she says and does things. Yes, exactly. You get it. So yeah. So, um, but but yeah. Like I don't think. I mean, look. I'll
1: like I'll. I, I always love being surprised. I love being proven wrong. Like if yeah. if she pro- if this is if this turned out to be like the you know the, the comedic juggernaut of this of the millennium this episode I'll I'll happily admit it. But like as of right now I I my expect my expectations are. Pretty Super low. low. I, Super
0: I can't, low. I can't see this being any good personally, but you know, who knows? Maybe she'll become the next mainstay host. She'll become the next Scarlett Johansson or Alec Baldwin. Oh, I um, don't, don't put that out in the universe. I think, I think, you know, that chance, but, uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to keep it 100, if I wasn't <laughs> doing a podcast about SNL, I would probably skip this episode or just yeah. record it and fast forward through it. But, uh, because we do this podcast, I'm going to watch the whole freaking thing, and we'll record a whole freaking episode about it.
1: Yes, and we'll, we're going to say freaking throughout the whole episode.
0: I, yeah, I'm not going to like it, but I'll, I'll watch it for you people. So I hope yeah. you, you appreciate the sacrifices that we make for you. Donate to the Patreon, you savages. Let's see what we do for you. There you go. There you go. Go to non-productive.com and donate to our Patreon. Yeah, for we'll um, ourselves through, through all this. For you. For your enjoyment. Are you not entertained? Uh, so next on October the sixteenth, uh, we have uh, Rami Malek and Young Thug as the musical guest. Uh, Rami Malek, yeah, as you know, from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody
1: and Mr. Mm-hmm. Robot fame, and he's uh, going to be in the upcoming James Bond
0: film, uh, No Time to Die, which yes. is opening on October eighth, and he's the oh. villain in that. So mm. it's cool that they've got somebody plugging the the Bond film because Daniel Craig. Of course, was the very last host they they had before uh, the whole COVID shutdown thing happened. So it's yeah, nice I, that they're doing that.
1: Yeah, and here here he's promoting the exact
0: that exact same movie, that exact same movie that was <laughs> supposed to come out eighteen months ago. So <laughs> full circle, it's a circle of life. A uh, circle of life. Um, and I'm also excited just because uh, Rami Malik is an uh, alumnus of uh, my old college, the uh, University of Evansville. So. He's graduated from oh. there, and, you know, it's nice that he's doing so well for himself. Oh, nice,
1: nice uh, alumni doing doing big things. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested in seeing this. Um, you know, Rami, he's mostly known for, you know, doing, uh, you know, dramatic roles and whatnot. So I don't know how he'll fare in a comedic you know, in a comedic role, but as we've seen before, a lot of dramatic actors have done really well on SNL. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. Adam Dr- Adam Driver, who saw that coming? Or Leah Shriver, or like, um, you know, even Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, there's a, there's a lot of good dramatic actors that actually do have comedic chops, so...
0: Yeah, and it, it's always fun to see them show, like, a different side of their personality or, like, another, you know, they pull another crayon out of the box and they show... What else they can do. So so yeah. that's always cool. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't really know much of anything about Young Thug. Do you?
1: I know nothing about Young Thug. I'm assuming he's, you know, just a, like a mumble rapper. And I'm sure he has lots of watches and he wears sunglasses indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> covered the in name
0: t- sa- it sounds like a rapper name. Yes.
1: Yeah. You, you don't have the name Young Thug and you'd be like a, a bluegrass banjo player.
0: That would be a kick though. <laughs> Wouldn't it though? I would enjoy that. I, I mean, you know, sometimes they surprise you. Sometimes, you know, yeah. yeah. You, so, you go to a
1: young thug concert, you expect some some gangster shit, and it's like some some white dude who looks like Steve Martin playing the Rainbow Connection.
2: Wow,
0: he, he does not really seem very thuggish. <laughs> this is this is false advertising. I, this is this <laughs> is very surprising. <laughs> Um, And then uh, last, but uh, certainly not least, we have a a returning favorite. We have uh, Mr. Jason Sudeikis coming back to host on October 23rd with Brandy Carlisle as the musical guest.
1: Yeah, this is the show I'm looking most forward to. Yeah. Because, I mean, mean,
0: Jason Jason Sudeikis. Who has had a better year than Jason Sudeikis? I mean, uh, yeah,
1: just Ted Lasso, just just sweeping the Emmys, or
0: exactly you know, winning Sleep- award. After- I mean, he- yeah, I mean, it, like Jason Sudeikis, he's he's gone through a pandemic. I believe he's broken up with Olivia Wilde within the last year or so, and he still had a terrific year. That's a good year. Yeah, he's still doing fine. He's, he's got a tie- still doing fine. He's still doing. He's still killing it. Got a tie-dyed hoodie. He's living life. <laughs> and you know it's it's just always fun whenever somebody who's a beloved cast member comes back to host snl because one you know it means they usually means they've made a big success of themselves out there in the real world and it's also fun to see them revisit characters that they had and are, are there any particular jason sudeikis characters you're hoping to see him revisit uh wow i mean i mean like i mean i'm sure a lot of people are expecting
1: him to do You know, Joe Biden, which, you know, it would be kind of a slap in the face to Alex Moffat because he barely got to do Joe Biden. You know, I
0: hadn't thought of that, but that seems like a a strong possibility. Um, Uh, You know, maybe they could do something with double Joe Biden's, you know, the two sides uh, of Joe Biden or something like that. Oh, dueling Joe's. That would be fun, right? Maybe dueling band Joe's. There's something That's that's a free idea for you, SNL. You know, you can you can use that on October 23rd with our compliments. That's right. We know
1: you guys are listening. Yeah. Dueling banjos. There's something there. Just work out. There's appetizing.
0: something there. That's on, we'll develop it over the next few weeks. Exactly. So, you know, um, SNL, we'll okay. send you our packet.
1: Yes, exactly. Please, please hire us. Uh, and also, actually, I would, I would love to see if they would do like a two a-holes, uh, visiting, a whatever type of sketch. Like if Chris and Wig would come back for it. Mm,
0: okay. I don't know if I'm clamoring to see those characters again. Um, I think a Ted Lasso parody would be really fun. That would be cool to see. Uh, I've seen some people on Twitter suggest like he brings back the, the running man from uh, what's up with that. Oh, of course. I think that would be really fun. Um, you know, get, get Keenan to do a what's up with that. Get uh, Bill Hader to cameo as Lindsay Buckingham and get Fred Arbison to come back as the saxophone guy. And that's really all you need. Dude. If they, get, if they do a what's up with that, I will, I will lose my shit. I, I always loved that sketch. I never got sick of that sketch. Um, so, I, and I've gone on record. If like when Kenan's last show ever comes around, just make the entire show one long episode of "What's Up with That"? A ninety-minute "What's Up with That"? And you can do other sketches within that sketch, and you know, but it always just comes back to "What's Up with That." And uh, I think oh. that would be a great way to send Kenan off. I mean, my God! I mean, do they? Do I dare I dream? <laughs> Could something like that happen? Is the world I that know. kind? I mean, You know, I I think that's going to be a lot of fun because Jason Sudeikis, I think he's somehow he's still like an underrated SNL cast member, I feel. I think, yeah, I think when he
1: was on it, he was a little under. It was like him and Will Forte were kind of underrated. They're all kind of, you know, under the shadow of uh, and Wig and even Hater. I'd say. Mm -hmm. But like now I think people are starting to sort of come around and realize like, oh, these guys are. Super hilarious. We yeah. Should have paid more yeah. Attention and it's
0: and it's really nice to see like both him and Hader in particular, they've had like big hits with these shows, which I think have made people like reassess them a little bit. Like we had Bill Hader with with Barry, uh, which is like, you know, violent and has some dramatic moments. And then Jason Sudeikis, who is kind of associated with the cynical a-hole characters. And he, he comes back with this wonderfully optimistic, upbeat show, uh, Ted Lasso, which yeah. uh, I haven't started the second season of Ted Lasso yet. I got to, I got to start that up soon. I, uh, I've been sec- kind of waiting for them to finish up the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, the second season is very good, but I will admit it's, it's a little bit darker than the first, like they get into some serious kind of stuff and you, you get to see another side of Ted Lasso. And you know, in that you see Jason Sudeikis doing some really serious acting. There's one scene that was uh, on the most recent episode that came out where like he, he he's doing you can see he has some he's really stretching acting. It's like he's doing some real you know, dramatic acting in, in in this one scene where it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know Sudeikis had that in him. It, well, that's great. I mean, I really remember impressive.
0: being really impressed with that uh, scene, like late in the first season when his character has like a panic attack. And I remember saying it when we did our episode on Tid Lasso, it really does capture the feeling of what what having a panic attack is like. Um, so I was really impressed with him in that. So if he if he does more stuff like that, uh, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, there is more stuff like that,
1: and they actually the focus on the second season kind of shifts to the other characters too. It's not all about him. Like sometimes it'll focus on uh, you know Beard or like one of the players or Rebecca. Like it's 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 kind of it's kind of becoming more and more of an ensemble show.
0: Nice. And uh, so, I mean, I, I love most everybody on that show. So hey, you know, i I, I want to spend more time with those characters, and that's yeah. that's that's a nice thing about Ted Lasso, and that's that's something that uh, I think the producer Bill Lawrence has a nice touch for. He, he's he's good at making those feel good type shows like this and Scrubs and other stuff. Uh, Cougar Town, I believe, you had a hand in Cougar Town. Uh, you know, one of one of my favorites uh, was the um, uh, Undateable, which uh, ooh. That's 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 gonna be a pretty forgotten show, I think, because one of the lead <laughs> actors, uh, you know, not a good guy. Eee. As it turns out. Um uh, hey, uh Brandy Carlisle. Let's talk about uh, Do you know? Brandy Carlisle. It? I again, this is another musical guest, uh, not somebody I know too much about. I know the name, and that's about it because I am an old.
1: I am an old as well. I because when I first saw the name, I for a minute I thought to myself, oh, the lead singer of the go-go's?
0: She's Belinda gonna... Carlisle, I would I would love that. if they SNL, if you want to bring Belinda Carlisle on in any capacity, I am here for it.
1: I would love to hear Circle in the Sand live. That's yeah. all I'm saying. But yeah. I, no, Brandi Carlisle, it's more of a, I listen to some of it. I, this this music I think you dig. It's it's kind of a like folk rock type of vibe. Like the folk rock? So yeah, but like her stuff is good. She has a very strong, raspy voice. Um, yeah, I dug it. Um so yeah this out of all the um shows on this lineup this is the one I'm looking the most forward to. This is one this is where my my hopes are high.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd say, you know, the two big ones for me they're going to be Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis. So I think we're potentially starting very strong and we're potentially ending strong with this chunk of four to start out the season. Absolutely. And um uh, yeah, and that's
1: our that's
0: uh, that's our hot takes. That's that's what we think on the host. Um uh, do we want to make any uh predictions on who might be staying who might be going prediction pain what... <laughs> kudos for the rocky Three <laughs> reference uh, swish
1: uh i honestly like the show's supposed to start in in a week Mm-hmm. I, I still have no idea who's staying and who's going. Like, they're playing
0: the cards very close to the chest, uh, or, or close to the vest. I forget which way that phrase goes. But well, you've, the vest goes over the chest. They're so. they're the cards are close to their body, is what I'm saying. Um, right. I mean, there are like some uh, rumors swirling
1: about who's staying and who's going, and but nothing verified yet. There's I've seen on on a uh, you know SNL Twitter, the the Twitter Twitter heads have talked about. Oh yeah, they've They've hired like new people mm-hmm. which uh I mean, I mean that's good, but then some of the old people gotta go because now the, the cast is just way too huge,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean uh, lauren just he he doesn't want to stop until he has like thirty cast members in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a, like a like a small city worth of cast members exactly, exactly Cause like, then a if, you know... like a Cincinnati. Yeah. If so, then if you know somebody misses a few weeks, so they can be in like ten minutes of the Suicide Squad movie, uh, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> oh, shout out to Pete. I let's see. I, I think I think Keenan's probably staying. I don't think you can drag that guy out of there with like a, a crowbar. Um, uh, I would yeah. not be surprised to see Cicely Strong go at this point. I would uh, love it if she stays on, but. I would not be surprised to see her go. Yeah, I think
1: somebody asked her about it at the Emmys, and she said she still doesn't know. Which yeah. is like, I'm like,
0: dude, it's going to start in two weeks. You don't I'm know like, if you're going you, to work or you not? you got to know. You're just being cagey. Um, yeah. And I think Lauren was kind of noncommittal when he was asked the same thing. I feel uh, like we're, I mean, we're going to have Kate McKinnon for probably at least half the season. All right. Uh, like, 80, um, I don't know. 80, I could see that going either way. Um, she, she finished up shrill, didn't she? Yes. That's, that's, uh, the final season's out. Okay. So yeah, she could, she could go and see what else is out there or she could stay on what, you know, in the, in the, the secure comfort of SNL. I I could see that going either way.
1: The warm comforting bosom that is SNL. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, and you know, I don't know unless, unless Lauren decides to ax, I mean, you know, some of the featured players who aren't who he, he judges aren't working out so great. But, you know, I don't I don't really want to see anybody get axed. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a slightly smaller cast, but I feel like that's a pipe dream at this point.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, I mean, do you think Joseph's is leaving?
0: I know that's he's... possible, um, you know, if for no other reason, he's a new dad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> he knocked up uh, Black Widow that's right yeah yeah <laughs> got, a, got so, a baby uh you know and i think i think Chase uh, made some noises about leaving it wouldn't be a bad time to uh do a new thing with weekend update i think i'm, I'm ready for a change there yeah i forgot that. i like sometimes i forget how long they've they've done it together it's been like like five years
1: right at least been quite a while yeah yeah it might it might be time for a, a changing of the guard
0: yeah, yeah. I think uh, Dennis Miller he put it well when he said like SNL is a tree that needs pruning every 7 years. And uh, it might be yeah. time to do a little pruning, who knows. Yeah, so prune the hedges. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we think right now. We'll we'll f- figure out how right or wrong we are in about a week and then you can uh, talk about how smart we are and how we totally called it or how stupid we are and you know, how did we not see that coming? I expect to hear the latter. Yes, most likely. Most likely. So, um, but in the meantime, we've we've got an episode. Um, this is one I'm not in because you know my my duties in the CIA. You just took me away. <laughs> I th- you could. I don't thought you weren't supposed to talk about that. Ah, uh, you know. Um, I I asked. They
1: said I could blow my cover.
0: So. Wow.
1: I, this... CIA is playing fast and loose with the
0: rules, I see. Yeah, yeah, no. As uh, They were like, uh, yeah, you can, you can be a rogue agent. You can, you can talk about it now. Okay. So, All right. All right. Wow. This, this is the first I'm hearing about it. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but Darren went ahead and he uh, recorded an episode about uh, Billy Madison. Yes, I recorded with my good friend, Mr. Taylor Allen.
1: And uh, we recorded this, uh, you know, maybe a few days before the uh, passing of, of the late, great Norm Macdonald so uh when you hear the episode you're gonna hear us talk about norm but you know we're not gonna say we're not gonna talk about his passing because when we recorded this he hadn't passed yet so um so that's why that's why we don't mention the passing in the episode but um either way it's a fantastic episode and uh you know here it goes tapes from new jersey it's the snl nerds the show where two comics from new jersey nerd out about saturday night live I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And uh, again, guys, uh, my co-host, John Trumbull. uh, He's not here today. He's, uh, again, he's AWOL. He's uh, MIA. He's taking sabbatical. But don't fret. Don't fear. Because I have an amazing uh, guest co-host with me today. And he's super cool. And uh, he's a pretty groovy dude. Um, He's a a great comic in the the beautiful state of New Jersey. He has an awesome podcast called Frady Cats about uh, horror movies. Which I was, uh, you know, had a, had the pleasure of being on. You can check that out. We talk about The Exorcist, and, and oh, you know what? Also, I'm gonna say it right here. He's like one of the nicest guys oh. in the the Jersey comedy scene that I've ever oh. come across. Come it's on. true. It's true. Take your flowers, right. <laughs> okay. ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Taylor Allen.
3: Hey, buddy. How How's are it going? I'm, I'm very good. I, I, dude, I'm so excited. This has been a long time coming. I've been. I've been pushing you to uh, to get me on here, and I couldn't be more thrilled to be on this specific uh, episode. So yeah, I'm yeah, happy.
1: Yeah, no. While we do have like difficulty getting people on this podcast because they don't <laughs> they don't think it's legit, you, however, <laughs> they think it's some Ponzi scheming. You, however, are like you were like chomping at the bit. Like I got to get on this podcast. I need I need this in my life. I yeah. like, you know, like a, like a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, I am going to, uh,
3: I'm still waiting on my, uh, my yoga pants, just so you know. So like, I, I know that this is part of the Ponzi scheme, but I am right. waiting for the yoga pants that you promised me the, uh, in addition to the being a guest on the show.
1: <laughs> all in good time, my child, okay. all okay. in okay. good time. Okay. He had he has a plan. <laughs> <laughs> he has a plan. You've read the literature, you know, Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm hip to it. Okay, uh, but yeah, it's, it, dude, it's it's good. We, fin- it's, I'm happy to have you on finally. Yeah, we finally yeah, talk okay. about, it. and uh, yeah, guys, we're gonna start talk. We're gonna talk about uh, a movie you chose. Uh, the the movie that started it all, that started the Adam Sandler Empire. Oh, God, and what this, an empire it is! Oh huh? my my God, it's it's unparalleled, folks. We're talking about the uh, 1995 film Billy Madison.
3: 95, huh? Yeah. Is, can- wow.
1: Came out February tenth, nineteen ninety five. Uh, had a budget of ten mil. It grossed, like I believe, twenty mil. So it made like, yeah, I think oh, this movie came out. It was what senior year of high school for me. This was, oh, man. this was backaways. Yeah, yeah was, I
3: was in fifth grade when this came out. And... Okay,
1: all right, <laughs> you're young. All right, fine, we get it. No need to rub it in our faces.
3: <laughs> but uh, but like this, this was a game. This was like a huge game changer. I mean, we'll talk about it obviously. But this was like a big. This was a big one for me.
1: Right. Yeah, no, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh but before we get into that, let's get I was going to say into
3: you, but that sounds yes, get into me. I'm, yeah that... I'll I'll bra- <laughs> I will spread myself and we will go inside. Oh boy.
1: Oh uh, yeah. So inside um, my soul. inside my soul. and so yeah, so what did you guys what do you listeners yeah, think on, we were talking guys. about? Pervos? Uh <laughs> Purvos. I'm I'm going to try to bring back Pervos. <laughs> uh yeah, so Taylor, uh as we ask every guest that comes on this podcast, are you an SNL nerd? Do you consider yourself that? Are you a casual fan? Uh, do you do you have an era that you love? Cast members you love? Uh, Taylor Allen, take us through your oh, SNL
3: journey. Yeah, 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 man. Um, I thought initially, like it was just dawn, like it would be so funny if you were like, as we ask everyone on this show, what's your social security number, and we just asked <laughs> everyone that was on, and eventually like someone would probably give it to you. Uh, my SNL journey is. Um, This is the, it's like the lamest SNL journey, but I always knew of it and like, you know, like was a fan and you know, whatever, but like, like an outsider fan. And then when I was in, I think it was this year, I think it was like fifth grade when, when kind of like Billy Madison, um, time was, was nigh. And, uh, I remember like Dave Matthews band was, uh, was a musical guest. And I think Courtney, I don't think, I know Courtney Cox was the host and, um, and it was like when Sandler was still in the cast, and like um, I remember staying up to watch it, and like I think he did like a like a skit where he like I think he did something where he was like dancing with Courtney Cox, like the video, like the Springsteen video.
1: Oh yeah, the um, that's a classic. Uh, it's when Courtney was doing the um, her uh, opening monologue, yes. and because like she at, at that point she was known for Friends, but she was also kind of known for being. In the Bruce Springsteen video, Dancing in the Dark. Yes, yes. Back in the 80s. So, they, re, so yes. they recreated that with Adam Sandler with as Sandler. Bruce Springsteen.
3: And then there was like another, like Jay Moore was on it at the time. And there was like another, there was a few really good good bits on it. And like, I, I was, I just became like completely obsessed. And then like Farley and like the whole, like that just snowballed into like Tommy Boy. And it was like rapid fire of like. Tommy Boy, Happy Gilmore, uh, like, you know, like Black Sheep was coming. Like, it was just like everything was firing at me. And I was like, this is, this is my life. Like, this is now. And I, like, every weekend would watch it. And it became, you know, like an obsession. Like, I I was obsessed. I was the, there was, uh, in eighth grade, I was one one half of the Roxbury guys. My friend uh, and I walked around with a a boombox in our Halloween candy bag. And we just like had what is love on a cassette tape, which we had to like record. Like at the time, we just like had to record it over and over on a cassette tape, on both sides, and would just play it like door to door and like bobbing our heads. It was it was horrible. And one guy like knew who we were, and it was like so worth <laughs> it. It was so worth it. We were like, oh my god, this is that's the best. Like it was it was it was great. So everybody, also,
1: was it. everybody else, was like, who are you? Yeah, who they, what, are they supposed what, what to be guy's
3: doing? Yeah, like, but <laughs> it was. Dude, we put a lot of like we got the gold chain, like the black like turtleneck. We had like you know like suit like matching. It was very uh, calculated, but wow! For eighth graders, it was I I don't know. It was pretty pretty revolutionary.
1: I don't know. Bravo, sir. I I I commend you. You say that sounds dorky. I say that sounds that sounds amazing. Alright, so, uh, so yeah, like, around the 90s, that's when, I guess, that, you know, frat bro type of humor sort of took over SNL. Uh, yeah, far, yeah. Farley, Spade, uh, Schneider, um, Sandler, Rock, they, yeah. they kind of ruled.
3: Yeah, that, and, like, Norm, like Norm was still, like, around, I think, when I got in. Like, he was, like, probably towards the end of his his uh, reign at a weekend update. But, I mean, like, then I, of course, went back and watched, like, the past years and, like, just got you know uh, into all of it but but yeah yeah
1: okay all right so i guess out of all that uh me because of your movie choice and because you got into it when you did i'm assuming you know you were a a sandler file a a sandler stan
3: i i I, I loved sandler but i I think like i I, for me it was like farley like farley was Mm. like my guy and then uh, and also like um Certainly, like Will Ferrell, when Will Ferrell was like, there was just so much. Um, I have, uh, by the way, I have Billy Madison on in the background, which I do on our uh Frady Cats podcast. I just like always keep the movie on so I could like kind of refer to it. And uh, I literally like I haven't looked at it since we started talking, and I just looked up and Principal Anderson is giving him the uh Valentine and just like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm nodding at him,
2: yeah. <laughs> <Brrr>. <laughs> He just That's
3: like the, he get, he gets so serious for a second and just nods yes and like his yes, face is yes. so serious. But I, mean, uh, but I yeah I think like some of that era was like the weirdly absurd SNL that I really uh, grew to love.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, those are those are some great eras. And like you say, I mean, I mean, it's undeniable that like Chris Farley was a talent. I mean, yeah. just, he just went so hard in yeah. everything he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I still think about the. Um, I mean the one that the, I guess the sketch that broke him the Matt Foley sketch yeah. where he just burst in with all this energy and it was weird cuz like I remember like watching that sketch and at the end of the sketch it got like like a round of applause from the whole audience and like oh that never like the first time yeah. you see a recurring sketch that like or a recurring character that never happens right like right. like as soon like as soon as he bursts through the door and like hikes up his pants the audience is laughing hysterically like he has him from moment 1
3: right right he just has to ride that wave and he does like like and there are moments there are so many moments on SNL where people walk in and there's like this crazy like momentum going and then it just like kind of fizzles and he never lets that happen ever like he every everything he's ever in it just like is hard until the very last second which is which is, which is crazy
1: Right, like in the Foley sketch, he's just like, he's just constantly hiking up his pants. He has, he has the catchphrase, you know, van down by the river. Yeah, yeah. He like, he literally, he, he picks up Spade and then well, he, like, right, right. Fall, he like falls and breaks the table.
3: Did you ever see when he was on um, Letterman and he like, they like introduced him and he runs down the aisle and he just like, he just is like freaking out and like dancing and going crazy. And he picks up this guy and he's like hugging the guy, and he's like dancing with him, and then he like carries the guy outside and throws him in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the funniest. Oh, it's so good! It's so so good. He, I don't think is, I saw yeah. that. It's really good, but he all like he he's in this movie as well, and he he's my, well, we'll get into it, but he's my favorite part of this movie. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Well, hey, let's let's get into it right now, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, Billy Madison, uh, February tenth, nineteen ninety five. Uh, the film that started it all. It was uh, written by Adam Sandler and uh, Tim Hurley. Of course, you know, we all know Tim Hurley, he SNL writer. That's where he, mm-hmm. him and Sandler met. And um, apparently Tim Hurley, this isn't the only movie Tim Hurley, he wrote for Mr. Sandler. Yeah, so uh, what else did he do? Uh, well, Tim Hurley, he also wrote Happy Gilmore. He also um, wrote The Wedding Singer. Okay. He also wrote Waterboy. Okay. He, also, he also wrote Big Daddy, Little Nicky. <laughs> Mr. Deeds, Pixels, oh my God, uh, Grown Ups Two, I believe, and um, the movie that just came out on Netflix, A like Hubie Halloween, oh. like Tim, yeah, like like Tim Hurley, he and Sandler, they they work together quite a bit. Like he's kind of he's like the the Bernie Taupin to okay. uh, to Sandler's uh, Elton John.
3: Darren, what's your favorite um, Adam Sandler movie? Like, I mean,
1: hmm.
2: draw,
3: like you're you have to like someone's like listen. You can only watch like you don't have to watch it. It's not the only movie you can watch for the rest of your life, but it is right. the only Adam Sandler movie that you can watch from now right. till the end of time. What What are you picking?
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself here. This might this might lose me some fans. I don't know, but like uh, I, I remember when Sandler first came out, I'll
3: admit you, I would. You I, say I, bedtime
1: stories? No, <laughs> 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 no <laughs> bedtime stories. Oh, oh, you know what? Tim Hurley, he wrote that too. Oh,
3: okay, perfect.
1: But no, no, I'm not saying bedtime stories. Like, I'll I'll, I'll admit this freely. Like, when um, Sandler first came out, I wasn't quite on the Sandler train. I didn't quite get it. But, like, I knew he was popular because, like, all my friends in high school loved him. That uh, first album he came out with, uh, They're All Gonna Laugh at You. So many of my friends were, like, quoting that, like, word for word. Like, you know, hey, buddy.
3: Yeah, that was huge for me, yeah.
1: Like, like, everybody swore that was the gospel. But, like, to me, I didn't quite get it. I, I guess it was a little bit of a comedy snob. Yeah. But to me, I was like, I don't get it. He's just making baby noises and <laughs> babbling. And, you know, That's, okay. a That's a set. So I didn't quite get it. But I will admit, uh, as far as favorite movie goes, I I did enjoy Happy Gilmore. I think that yeah. one might be the one for me. I'll say Happy Gilmore. Oh,
3: God. I think I... I, I might have to agree with you. I mean, like, Happy Gilmore is, I think it's my favorite one. It's, like, my most rewatchable one, but I also, like, Bulletproof is a really, really good one. Uh, Bullet? Wow, no one says Bulletproof. Yeah, I I know. I used to, like, it was, like, the forbidden, like, I don't know, like, I, 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 I used to love that one, and there was, like, and I don't know the wedding singer too. I think is like is top is that's up there for me as well. Yeah,
1: wedding singer is a very sweet type it's so,
3: of. It's so nice.
1: It's like a date movie. It's like his like sensitive. Yeah. Like this one's for the ladies. But it's, still, it's, very,
3: it's still very funny too. Like it is, it is. Yeah, it's great.
1: It is. It is. But yeah, like uh, I'm surprised it's bulletproof because that that seemed to be the first time he was go, trying to be like more of a serious action. Yeah. yeah. Comedy, yeah, kind
3: of yeah stuff it's like a, it's a fun. It's like such a fun movie. Like it's and it's it's funny. It's just a good. I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, of Bulletproof. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, yes, yeah, so I mean, Happy movie...
3: Gilmore or, or Billy Madison's like right there. I mean, it's 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 fantastic.
1: Well, that's why he he called his production company Happy Madison because it's, it's, it. it's, the, it's the two the one two punch. <laughs> uh so yeah, written, film written by Adam Sandler, Tim Heller, he directed by uh, Tamra Davis, who yes. was. Uh, who comes from the music video world. Uh, she also directed CB4 with Chris Rock, yes. directed uh, Half Baked with um, Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer, and uh, the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears. What? Wait, yeah.
3: What? She, Wait, she, cro- you... Crossroads with Britney Spears and Justin Long? Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> I did not know that.
1: Yeah, and also, uh, as I found out, she's, she was married to Mike D from the Beastie Boys. What? They're, yeah, they're separated now, but they had two kids. Yeah.
3: Insane. This is this is all this is too much. <laughs> yeah. I
1: have to she, go. She was married to a beastie. Wow. Oh, that's, that's that crazy. Sounds, that yeah, sounds that doesn't ridiculous. sound good. That does, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I should I should take that back. But yeah, so she's she sounds she sounds pretty cool. Yes, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, she did some great movies. Yeah, yeah. And actually, well, I'll get into it, um I'll get into it later, but like I also found out during during my research. That she wasn't the movie's first pick for director, she actually came in and replaced the director uh, four days into shooting. But we'll what? we'll we'll get
3: there. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, there's so much, yeah,
1: so much, so much to unpack. It, so let's right, start unpacking. So,
3: so can you can, do you? know You said the budget for this movie was what ten million dollars?
1: Uh, yeah, it was like a super low budget. I Which mean, is, it
3: makes it's nuts because like some of the party scenes and things like there, it, it seems like the budget just the, the property alone that they film on is like it's wild like it seems like th- this movie would have a, a fairly reason like like a reasonably high budget. <laughs> like,
1: uh yeah no according to what i'm seeing it had a budget of 10 mil and but it ended up making 26.4 mil. Crazy. I mean i guess they were able to save some money because like none of the stars in this movie were huge stars. I yeah. mean Sand- Sandler was on his way. Sure. I guess but he, I guess he was like the biggest name, but like everybody else yeah. in it, like, uh, you know, uh, Bridget Wilson, uh, aka Sonya Blade from Mortal Kombat, right. <laughs> uh, Bradley Whitford. This is before the West Wing, so like, I don't, I think, right? right. So, I guess it, I mean, Buscemi, but he yeah, credited, right. and but uh, yeah, I guess it does make sense that they could have done this for 10. Yeah, you know, try to cut corners around here and there. All right, so uh, yeah, let's start unpacking
3: this baby. Let's go, let's go. All
1: right, all right. So um, ba- the basic premise of this film is Billy Madison plays no Adam Sandler plays Billy Madison.
3: Billy and Madison we- plays himself. Yes, biography.
1: <laughs> Billy Madison as himself, uh, and he's um, he seems to be like a trust fund kid. He's in his late twenties. He's this he's this is this a uh, guy in his twenties ha- has tons of money, comes from a rich family. His father. Um, it owned a chain of very successful hotels, so yeah. he he's he's got some dough, he's got some cabbage,
3: yeah. And his <laughs> his, uh, his may I just say, like his um wardrobe in this movie is uh, phenomenal. Like like as a trust fund kid, and I'm not sure. Like it's it's like a weird Adam Sandler. I don't know if it's like what he thinks. I don't know what what is happening with his wardrobe, but it's like it's insane. Like what he wears in this movie, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's all like stuff that, you know, like like a like a dock worker or some like a,
3: <laughs> or some like unemployed uh, college student would wear. Yeah, right, it's very it's it's great. I love it. Like he, wear, he wears like this like shredded uh like sweater vest, but also like like, combat boots and, like, very big, like, Jenko shorts. I don't know. It's, there's a lot going on.
1: There's a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. He's, like, uh, it's like a denim kind of hat, baseball cap with, with, like, a flannel shirt that looks like he was just about to, you know, work on some cars. Uh, he's He's got an aesthetic. He's got an aesthetic. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, we first see him uh, lying in a pool on a floaty singing to suntan lotion. Yes. Yes. Um, we see his buddies, uh, Jack and Frank. Frank, of course, played by, uh, the great Norm MacDonald. The great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we find that he's just crazy rich and all he does is kind of, you know, drink and hang around and goof off all day. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, I think in the beginning when I, when I first saw this, uh, especially this scene, I was like, oh, this might be not, this might be why I'm not crazy about Adam Sandler. Like when I first saw it back in the nineties, because. Yeah. It starts off with him, you know, short Lo lotion, you good for me. short Lo lotion, tee-hee-hee. I was like, oh, this... Is he
3: all right? What is this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, no. I think that's what drew me to it, which is a lot, which says, I don't know what it says about me, but I, <laughs> yeah. no, I just, like, I get, like, I remember, like, my dad being like, I hate this guy. I don't know why you watch this. This guy is just, like, a baby. He says, and I'm like you'll get it dad and then like <laughs> and then we didn't talk for 25 years uh but no he like i i totally understand why people didn't like him or it but like once you get to the to the sweet core that is adam sandler like it i don't know it's like it, there's something uh, I, uh like i don't know i i just i, I find the uh, the sweet side of him comes out even in this movie which is like one of the furthest away from sweetness that he can get and uh, i still you still see it in this one so it,
1: yeah i mean i will yeah i mean i will admit like adam sandler's humor is very divisive among a lot of people people are just true. like i i don't get or the same way uh people uh are very divisive on like you know jerry lewis the way you know when he yeah, does his nanny yeah. professor like you know the french think he's a genius and americans are like what he's just he's right. just a nanny professor and what's what's yeah. so funny here but it is it is like one of those things where you know some people just are in tune to it and some aren't. And I will admit that there are a, a there are a handful or a good amount, I'll say, of a really funny moments in here that I do like that he does. Yeah. But we'll but we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. All right. So we see him making his uh, daily trek to the uh, to the to the mailbox to get because uh, it's nudie magazine day. Right.
3: Very remember, exciting. Yes. Yeah. Remember,
1: remember in those days we had to get magazines. <laughs> yes. We have to like a pilgrim.
3: Remember, uh, remember, remember those days where you had to ride your golf cart to get your mail?
1: Oh, my God. Thank God those days are over. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, we see him. He has a female Fiesta. Yep. Women over 80 and, and one simply titled Drunk Chicks.
3: <laughs> right. Which I found out one of the Drunk Chicks is like, I don't know if it's like the producer's assistant or there was, it was like, or maybe the director's assistant or something. She's, she's um, one of the. I forget who it was, but it was someone related to the, to the movie.
1: Oh wait. Yes. I did see that. Um, yes. Sandler, you're right.
3: Sailor loves to use like the crew and the, like it's, he's supposedly a very nice uh, guy when it comes to that. Like very like, Hey, like get involved in the movie, be part of it. We'll use somebody's name or we'll, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, he does that all the time. Like, if you work with him, you work with him for life. He, yeah, you're locked you, in. Yeah, you're going to eat when you work with yeah. Sandler. Like, you
3: can make as many Paul Blarts as you want, but you're still going to have a home at Adam Sandler's table. That's, that's <laughs> right. You're you're gonna your your pockets will be filled.
1: <laughs> right. Um. So we also are, are introduced to Juanita, the maid, yes. who uh, says you know wildly sexually inappropriate things. Love it to, to him about like love it how he's a fine piece of ass and all oh, he should take off your shirt, and just laughs it off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we see, uh, and uh, then we also get introduced to um, uh, uh, Billy Madison's father. He has a big business meeting, and then we meet um, the executive VP of his company, Eric Gordon, played by Bradley Whitford, Mm -hmm. and uh, Carl Alphonse, who is the operations manager, played by, uh, I wrote down Mr. Heckle's, because, yes. as a placeholder yes. because that's how I knew him but um i know his wait, his name is Larry Hankin yes. yeah yeah oh, Larry yes. Hankin got it and uh all right so this is where the whole story about the directors come into play because I looked it up yeah. and apparently uh Larry Hankin is a uh, not a fan of this movie
3: he, yeah he like he apparently didn't uh get the comedy and just didn't like like he wasn't feeling it Right, he's so, uh, he's so good in it though. Like he's he's very funny in it.
1: Right, yeah. For those who don't know, Larry Hankin he's a he's like a character actor. You've seen him before. He's I been know. in he's been in, of course, Billy Madison. He was Breaking in Home Alone. Uh, yes, Old Joe Breaking yeah. Bad. Um, he was in Seinfeld, Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He was in a bunch of stuff. And uh, according to IMDb, he said that um, quote he was he's not a fan of the film. He disliked the film because he didn't like the type of humor used in the movie. He didn't find Adam Sandler very appealing as a person, saying he found him too crude as well as immature, and his friend was fired from the movie.
3: So, was his friend the, the original director?
1: His friend was the original director, and I know that because I um, I went on YouTube to look up you know interviews with him, and he yeah. was on he was on some somebody's podcast, and he talked about it. He de- he doesn't say the guy's name, but he was what? like, yeah, was it
3: was that- Steven Spielberg?
1: Damn it. Are we, we, it might be. Okay. I think we're, Dude, I think we cracked the case. Okay. <laughs> Steven Spielberg was going to direct Happy Madison. Billy Madison. Oh, Lord. I've been drinking. It's, <laughs> it's tricky. It's yeah, tricky. it is. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, Larry Hankins' friend, the director, got fired. They, they, they don't say his name. They don't say why he got fired. But he just did four days in the shooting. And then they went and got Tamra to finish up.
3: And thank God they did because she's
1: great. Yeah, she's good stuff. Um, Yeah, so as the movie goes on, we see that um, of course, um, Eric, the executive BP, played by the great Bradley Whitford from West Wing, he is not a fan of Billy Madison. You know, he's the um, antagonist, I believe, the term is. Yeah, he's the dick. You know, he has blonde hair. Every movie (laughs) has a blonde-haired antagonist. And um, yeah, and we see that Billy's father is just really kind of you know, dismayed at his son Billy because he's, you know, he's a goof and he's a layabout. And he's, he, he, there's one scene where he's literally just talking gibberish angrily to Eric. Just haba by joba joba. Like, I know I sound like Jar Jar Binks when I do that, but I'm not yeah. exaggerating. <laughs> no, you're,
3: you're crushing it. You're, right. you're killing it. Thank you.
1: And, uh, yeah, he's just like weird and no one, no one, uh, no one he, respects him.
3: He does like a really nice, um, the I'll tumble for you moment. Like those are the moments of this movie that I, I love like, like when there's just like a really strange, like sometimes it's musical. Sometimes it's just like out there, but like, it's just this moment where the song kicks in and he kind of like starts dancing on the stairs. It's coming, I think right after what you're about to say, but, but it's just like these moments are like the moments that for me make this movie. So, so wonderful.
1: Right. Exactly. So uh, basically we see uh, Billy's dad, um, I forget who, who plays Billy's dad, but actually I did see that Charles Bronson was offered the part, but he turned yeah. it down. Yeah. That's that's a choice. That's a, that's a real choice. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we see that uh, Billy's dad wants to retire. He wants to give the the whole business over to Billy, but Billy's a screw-up. He doesn't know what he's doing. So right. he says, yeah, I'll just give it to um, the guy you hate, Eric, our May VP. Yeah. And then, of course, Billy's like, you can't do that. He's a dick. <laughs> give, give me the business, dad. And then, you know, we learn that uh, Billy's dad, you know, he feels remorse because he's kind of enabled his bad behavior because he just kind of paid all his teachers to give him good, get, good grades throughout his entire life. So like all like even though he he did graduate from high school, he's not, uh, you know, that's only because of his dad, you know, helped right. him out. Right. And then, of course, that's when uh, Billy makes a bet saying, just give me two weeks. I'll will pass every grade from first to high school, and if I do that at all in two weeks, you'll give me the business, and you won't give it to Eric. And, which is
3: which is a great which is a great setup. Like it's a yeah. great plot. I'm, I'm I'm like all in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if that's like possible, but that's <laughs> but that is our thing. And then, uh, you know, they say, all right, it's a bet. Eric walks away angrily and groans, you know, scowls at him. And then we get a scene of Billy Madison hearing I'll tumble for you by Culture Club playing. And he just dances on the steps
3: and then cuts to the next scene. It's it's excellent. Like, it's just such a weird transition. The transitions in this movie are are perfect.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, like, once you see that, him dancing to I'll tumble for you, for no reason, because the music literally comes out of nowhere, yeah. and he's just—that's when you
3: realize, oh, okay, this is going to be this is a super bizarre movie. This is going mean, to be a, a weird, it,
1: surreal
2: movie. I think
3: it might. It, I mean, yeah, that is a moment where you could say, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a weird movie, or like moments before where he's chasing a, a enormous penguin through. Oh,
1: <laughs> damn it! I forgot the. I forgot about the penguin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's. There's a thing, another runner throughout this movie where he sees like a gigantic, six foot tall penguin that no one else can see. So I don't know if he's like, if it's his drunken hallucination or he's just out of it. But like, they never explain it. He just sees a giant penguin. So like that, and the random dancing to on the stairs, as well as other moments in this movie, let you know, let you know, hey man, don't take anything you see seriously in this film. Right. This is this is all ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, and and we'll we'll get there later. But there's one moment where it really like everything just goes off the rails. Completely. Oh boy. Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah. So, it's like so don't don't look for logic in this movie. If you go in this movie looking for logic, you're gonna be yeah. quite disappointed. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So I'll tumble for you. <laughs> he dances. Uh. We see him going into um the first uh he goes into kindergarten right because he he didn't yeah. get through anything.
3: Um, and yeah, the, the kindergarten, Miss, uh, Miss Lippy, Miss, is it Miss Lippy? Miss it,
1: it is Miss Lippy. And she seems yeah. like sort of like a hippie dippy type of, uh, <laughs> yeah. teacher as evidenced by one scene where, uh, he's clasping erasers together and it just pans over to her putting paste on her she's face. She's eating paste.
3: Or yeah, she's putting, uh, putting it on her face.
1: Yeah. They, no, they don't explain it at all. She's just putting it <laughs> uh, That's like, once I saw that, I was like, oh wow. This yeah. Is. yeah. That's, like, something I'd see in, like, the state. This or sp- also,
3: yeah, this was also, like, uh, a, a moment in a movie where, like, when, <laughs> when she's reading the book and he freaks out. And, like, all the kids are asleep, but he's still, like, so invested in the story. And and he, like... I, do, do you curse on this podcast?
1: Oh, oh, we curse, motherfucker. Okay,
3: okay, okay. i just making sure. But, like, when he says, like, you get your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. Like, this was, like... This was somewhat rare in a pg-13 movie at that point you know what i mean like that was like a that was a pretty hefty hefty moment
1: there yeah i think in pg-13 they allow you like one f-bomb
3: yeah Yeah, i think think now you can have two as long as they're they have to be used in like a certain way
1: okay for artistic purposes yeah yeah, yeah. i got it uh yeah like um yeah and then we see billy kind of get trying to get along with all the other kids um you know he's a lot bigger than everybody because he's a Grown ass man, and they're all children, but he sort of earns their respect during playtime, especially during a game of dodgeball. Yes, where he just like wails on other kids, and I believe it said that he was actually like when they were filming it, he was actually like wailing on them, and like the camera had to cut away from the kids crying (laughs) because
3: what? I, I was just watching that scene, and he. There are a few moments where you can see he's just like a. It's like a full, you know, like a full bodied throw and it just like a few of them just hit a kid like right in the face like I mean yeah he's he's really like not holding back at all it's, it's good it's it's nice yeah
1: that's why you signed those uh, disclaimers parents that's, just, right. that's right that's right it's like oh you you signed it you signed it you can't sue us <laughs> hey all right next scene <laughs> and of course that's when we uh, start to see another runner uh the Odoyle rules oh dude yeah uh, I I did like this
3: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean like so Odile it all it all boils up to, to later in the film but like yeah this is like one of those running jokes that that you know like I don't know for me it just paid off so well at the end but yeah it's great. Right.
1: Like at first I didn't know where that was going and then there was the scene where you know the the banana peel on the road. Yeah. I didn't know where that was going. Yeah. and then once those two merged, I was like, <laughs> "All right, all right, you won me over." That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. I'll, I'll give you that
3: one, Billy Madison. I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah. So um, do we? So can I? I can't remember if it was kindergarten because I know I, I believe it's when they go um on the uh the trip, the first trip. Is that kindergarten? Oh,
1: the first uh, field trip where we yeah. see when he's in Veronica Vaughn's class. Oh, I think. Okay,
3: so that's that's first grade, right?
1: Uh, bu- 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 I believe that's third. Grade, third grade. Oh yeah, I think that was, that was third grade. Yes. Okay. 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 So anyway, he passes first grade. We, you know, they, they do a bunch of like kind of jump cuts here and there. Yeah. Um, they, they have a big, they have a big party at his house. Everybody gets crazy. Uh, there's a clown there Great. that like does a big old pratfall and falls to the ground. Everybody laugh. The clown's bleeding from his mouth.
3: <laughs> Very dark. Very dark. So dark.
1: I mean, it's the, and that's another thing. The, the, the humor is kind of bops all over the place in its film. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. S- sometimes it's surreal, absurdist. Sometimes it's just dopey, goofy. Sometimes it's smart, and then sometimes it's just dark as all hell.
3: Yeah, there's like there, and then and then like a lot of it is physical, and a lot of like there, there's so many styles of of comedy in this movie, and yeah, it's 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 wild. The, the clown bleeding out the mouth was always. That was another one of my favorite moments as well. (laughs) Because clowns bleeding is just just good times. Listen, they deserve it. Yeah, they know what they did.
1: Yeah. They've had it too good for too long. Uh, So while uh, Billy passes the first grade, we see Eric is, you know, getting upset. He needs to take down Billy. He has a pet rat that he says all these things to. Right, which is Uh, great. Yes, you know, all bad guys have some type of evil pet. That's just... That's just how you know they're evil. <laughs> um, we see that uh, he has a janitor in there as the a plant, yes, to, to to like report back to him. We see Billy goes to second grade. Uh, he passes that through a, spe- a spelling bee, yes. and um, yeah, now then Billy makes his way to third grade, where his teacher is Veronica Vaughn, played by uh, the lovely. lovely. Sonya from uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal yes. Kombat yes. Of course, that's 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 the only name I, I, I know her as. <laughs> yes.
2: And um, well,
3: yeah, like he they they pretty quickly go on a on a field trip, which is like a <laughs> huge uh, moment in this movie.
1: Oh uh, yeah, this is the turning point. Yeah, uh, but we also established that like Veronica Vaughn hates uh, Billy, right. you know, and she's like she's like oh you're just here because you it's disgusting that you're here because your parents just had the money to put you here and you're wasting everybody's time. Like, yeah. she she, she meets him with scorn. She doesn't want to hear it. Yeah, but of course, she's like crazy, smoking hot, so yeah. Bill's all want to touch the Heine.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you do. Classic. Uh,
1: Yeah, so, um... Classic oh, and Sandman. Classic Sandman. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, you Vince, uh, Veronica Vaughn, I almost said Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn is in this film um yeah she just meets him with um just derision and one day she's out sick she has a cold so then that's when the uh the principal comes in yes to, to uh to you know to take to take over for her and uh that's where i think you you mentioned it up top when it's principal Prince, anderson yeah principal anderson played by uh zero mustel's son josh Mustell.
3: oh okay yeah yeah, yeah uh, I believe she... great
1: yeah, yeah, I believe he was in some other uh, Sandler films as he was, well. I know he was
3: in Big Daddy. He was the because um, I remember he he took away the the kid from Sandler.
1: Yes, that's yeah. him. He was in that, and uh, and that this is where the scene that you mentioned earlier comes up because it's Valentine's Day, and of course Billy Madison gets all these valentines from uh, you know third grade girls in class, You're right? And uh, then he also gets. A valentine from the principal. It's
3: like this huge, like, all the valentines are these, like, cute little valentines. And then there's this huge, like, doily-esque, like, like beautifully crafted valentine. And it's from the principal.
1: And it's with, like, like, do me, Billy, or something. <laughs> <laughs> something yeah. And, then, like,
3: and he, he gives such, like, a little seductive, like, like thing to Billy. And then, and then like, Billy, like, acknowledges him, sort of. But then he... He like gets so serious and just like nods yes, like yeah this is happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like at first it think it's playful, but then yeah. it's like, oh no, no the prince, <laughs> the principal's down. He's <laughs> he, so he wants he wants my Billy. <laughs> he wants to get silly with my Billy. Yeah, that's so good. oh boy. All right, so then uh, the school trip happens. The, the big yeah. the turning point. This is that's where it we for me, day,
3: man. Yeah,
1: yeah, and this is where we see. um you know the great chris farley as a school bus driver i don't think they ever give him a name but
3: uh. they uh i don't know if they do either but like he like he's been in some great i mean he's made some movies really great uh dirty work he's he i mean like tommy boy is like a, a, an insanely good movie and for me and 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 everything he's in but like for for me this movie like in the scene and i believe it's like in that first scene where they're on the bus where he just gets so mad that he like can't speak and he just turns red and he's just like infuriated.
2: Oh it's yeah. So,
3: it's so good, man. Like it's, it's just like, I mean like he's funny as hell, but he's also like, that's like such a well acted moment, like of just someone that's going through like pure frustration and anger. And it's just, it's brilliant. It's, it's so good.
1: Yeah, because I believe that's he. Uh, Chris Farley actually improvised that, like him turning bright
3: red. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, oh god. I mean, according,
1: better. yeah, I mean, according to Adam Sandler from the uh, Chris Farley doc, I am Chris Farley. He, he said, oh yeah, Chris Farley. He just made his face beat red just in anger. It's like, like I'll, I'll stop your
3: precious little school
1: trip. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and it's like, wow, he's that's commitment right there. Yeah. I mean,
3: yeah and also, like when 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 he's talking about Veronica, like that Veronica Vaughn, like every, everything he does in this movie is so fucking it's so good. It's
1: yeah, there's oh yeah, there's one scene where Veronica gets on the bus, and like Chris Chris Farley like straight up tries to look up her dress as she walks up, to <laughs> <him>. <laughs> and he and he says uh, that Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace.
3: <laughs> Oh, uh, just uh, so good, man! And then, like him and Norm Macdonald and the other guy who, who, who is that other guy? Who's the guy? Oh, uh, who's the third, yeah. Who's 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 McDonald's Macdonald's? Uh,
1: okay, yeah. Nor Macdonald is Frank, and the guy that plays Jack is Mark
3: Beltsman. Okay, is he like from something or? Um, good question. Good. I should have looked this up. I mean, I just. Uh, I, I didn't know if he was like a friend of Sandler's or if he was like an you know like if he was like a writer or I I, I wasn't familiar with him.
1: Um, no, I think I think he is like a friend of Sandler's and maybe a, a just an actor. He was also in um, Wedding Singer as well. Okay, but like yeah, I mean he's not like a SNL cast member or anything like that. I think he's just okay. one of just one of Sandler du- Sandler's dudes. The Sandler guy. The Sandler guy. But that's. Um, that's
3: but what when the, what when mean? him and Norm and and uh, Farley are eating the the lunches like after the school trip,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, that was just a weird. That's another thing about this room. There's just so many just non sequiturs. Yeah, yeah. Because when they're on the school trip, they're saying, "Oh my, I think some one of the kids take, stole our <laughs> and then it just cuts to the bus driver and Jack and Frank. <laughs> like eating all the school kids' lunches
3: at the side of the road, and Farley's just like laughing, like so yeah, He's so thrilled with himself. It's,
1: yeah, and I was like, wait, how did the how does how does the bus driver know these two guys? How did they get there? <laughs> right, right. Was <laughs> well, this like think a whole plan? And
3: well, then these, just... are, uh, these are the moment. These this is the reason. why like these are the things about this movie that I I just are so perfect.
1: Right, and uh, and we also kind of have like a maybe like a sensitive. I won't say sensitive moment or whatever, but. Uh, one of the friends that Billy Madison has made is this kid Ernie, and on the school yes. trip, Ernie peed his pants, as yes. you do as you do on a school trip. So, yep. uh, what does Billy do? He puts some water on his pants, and he convinces everybody that peeing your pants is cool.
3: Yeah, and if peeing your pants is cool, says says the elderly woman, consider me Miles Davis, which is also <laughs> a fantastic line.
1: again like that all right i'll be like all right yeah all right that was a pretty funny one
3: but it wasn't (laughs) but that was like again like that's that's where those little like nuggets of of the sweet sandler pop out even in this movie and you're like okay that was a very weird and ridiculous scene but like sweet you know he's like oh he's helping out his little buddy you know like he's he's a good guy so yeah it 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 comes out there
1: yeah i mean that's why i say like the humor is just all over the place, because one moment, it is kind of sweet like that, but then it's wow. surreal, and then it's just dark, and it's just, like, the tone is just it's all, just over, the all over the place. So, uh because uh, Billy put water on his pants and convinced everybody that peeing your pants is cool, now uh, Veronica Vaughn likes him and is yes. uh, smitten with him. Yes. And uh, so, the next, uh, the next day, when he graduates third grade, he has, like, another huge party at his home, and I think even... Eric um, you know Bradley Whitford's character was like is he going to throw a party every time he graduates from a grade right right um uh Vronska is, comes over to the party brings him a bunch of snack packs cuz Billy Madison loves
3: a good snack pack loves him some snack packs
1: you know they're they're pretty tasty they are good uh, yeah yeah and um but you know Eric is still angry trying to wants to bring him down uh Billy takes Vaughn to um the large tent that he lives in in the backyard, <laughs> because so many people live in the house and just come in and out, he's just like, I'll just live in a tent in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they have a kind of a sweet moment, and he kind of wins her over, and they're about to kiss, but then that's when, that's when Carl comes in. That's when Carl, you know, barges in saying, "Hey, I think Eric is up to something,
3: and he's yeah, trying and, to take and, you down. And this is where you hear Carl's uh, devious laugh.
1: Yes, that he's yeah. he's because like um cause Eric throughout the movie he has like a very kind of <laughs> yeah. like cartoonishly like a cartoonish evil snidely whiplash type of laugh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, and then that's where Carl kind of mimics it. It's very good. Thank you. So this is where this is a scene where people we see Carl's like an ally to Billy, and even you know he wants him to succeed, right? Right, right, and uh, so then we get like a montage. We see him going through fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. You know, going all the grades. Yeah. Um. You know, making 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 friends along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, we get a scene where he's in um in the in the lunchroom. Uh, the lunch lady comes offering sloppy joes.
3: You gotta have uh, if you have if you if you have a Sandler movie in a lunchroom, you gotta have the lunch lady.
1: Yeah, I think he said he even put he said even put that in there as like a nod to the the lunch lady land. Yeah, I mean, that's
3: uh, it's classic Sandman again. But I like and in that too, it's like another one of those like just where he goes like you're freaking us out, lady. Like just like that is funny. Yeah, she
1: really just went for it. She just went (laughs) all over the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and uh, it seems like he's uh, he's doing well. Yeah, he's, he's on the right
3: track. But right. Um he runs into some trouble
1: he does oh yeah. he does yeah because Eric is trying to uh, you know he's he doesn't want him to succeed so he finds a way to uh blackmail the principal because he finds out that the principal used to be a wrestler named the revolting blob
3: the revolting blob yes
1: uh, a twist I did not see coming
3: <laughs> yeah it was a pretty wild twist um and uh <laughs> I don't know if it's when they when he finds out that he, um, like about the whole revolting blob business. I know, it's, maybe it's later. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. When what? he answers the door with his revolting blob mask
1: on. Oh yeah,
3: just like insinuating that he's home, hanging out in his revolting blob mask.
1: Yeah, just
3: you know, as you do. Yeah.
1: What you don't hang around your apartment in luchador <laughs> attire?
3: I mean, I, I do. That's fair. <laughs> I do. I am.
1: I am the chupacabra. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what Eric wants to do is um, he, he, he blackmails the principal saying, you know, find a way to take down Billy or else I'll let everybody know your, who you were in a right. in, in, your, in a past life where where you sat on someone's head and killed him. Yeah,
3: yeah. He's a, yeah. Right.
1: So this is, so, you know, bad news is afoot. And yep. so, and then, yep. yeah, so then we get to the part where Billy's in high school now. And... Billy's cool. like, oh, I know what high school kids like. He pulls up in a, what, like an El Camaro or a Trans Am?
3: Yeah, like a Firebird or like a, yeah, and, he, and he's got like a leather jacket on and like. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah it's very 80s and he's, right. he, and it's a little, things are a little tougher in high school, Billy. And yeah, yeah. A little tough for him.
1: Yeah, he has a REO Speedwagon shirt playing, <laughs> uh, playing Stroke <laughs> Me, by, playing Billy Squire. Yeah. Like, not for nothing, I thought he was pretty cool.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah, it was cool as hell. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, oh shit. It's
1: like, oh shit, Billy Squire. Oh, that dude's legit.
3: And they're like these, it's funny to look back on this because like the 90s kids when this was filmed are like, look at this guy, but I'm like, man, he's he's cooler than you guys. I mean, I don't you're yeah. going to look back on this and be like, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, what is Billy Squire whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, well, whatever's big in the 90s. It's not uh I can't not can think of a 90s. It's not Delight or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to back then. <laughs> it's not grooves in the heart. Cool, and yeah. that's
3: cool. That's cool. That's that's cool, though. Uh,
1: yeah. So we see him in um uh, chemistry class. We get a cameo from Robert Smigel as the yes. chemistry teacher. That was pretty yes. cool.
3: He pops back in, I think later also just briefly when when uh when they're doing like the Eric and Billy are doing like their uh, the their battle. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the
1: battle. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and um, we see Billy trying to make the same Sophomoric jokes. That he used to make in grade school, but like the, the high school kids just think he's lame and weird. Yeah. And he does, no one likes him. Because um, high school
3: kids take things seriously.
1: Yes, of course. High school isn't for play, it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> any, any high school comedy can tell you that. Right. Uh, of course, we get another O'Doyle rules moment where I guess the high school brother of the younger O'Doyle. You know, I forget what he does. I think he like fills his locker full of poop. That's that's a little bit later. Yeah. But oh, they, right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he like puts. Oh, he he dumps pudding on his head.
1: That's right. Yeah. And
3: it's
1: yeah. So like so basically, there's this runner where every some redheaded kid always does something to Billy, like you know, shoves him or puts pudding on his head and says, "Oh, Doyle rules." Yeah, and and, it, like,
3: and it's building to see you could you could just feel yeah. it like something's something's coming from it. It's right. It, yeah.
1: There's like a fist pump or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. So after this, Billy gets very dejected. He goes back to grade school to hang out with the kids where he's a hero and everybody likes him. And then, of course, he tells them, don't don't leave grade school, man. He this grabs is... the one kid's face. <laughs> yeah. You stay here as long as you can. Which, you know what? I'm going to say fair advice. He's right.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Grade school is, is the best time of your life. I mean, it's, you know. Snack packs galore, and uh, people read you things. You don't even have to read on your own. It's it's nice. Yeah. They encourage napping. Right. It's. I mean, uh, my god. Can we? Yeah. Like what? What's the deal? I mean, that is that's it, man. Yeah. Can I go back to grade school? Yes. You know what? <laughs> I think after this is after this podcast is over, you and I should Billy Madison it ourselves. We should quit our jobs and go back mm. to kindergarten.
1: Done. I'll let's bring. Just,
3: a... Let's just show up tomorrow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In uh, V-neck sweaters with ripped-off uh, sleeves, <laughs> you know, with our Scooby-Doo lunch boxes, and we'll yeah. make a, we'll make a day of it.
3: And then, like, if we make it through, we should demand to, like, Hilton that we take over their hotel chain. Yes,
1: <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> uh, Mister. Hello, Mister. Hilton, this, this <laughs> is ours now. Get Mister. Hilton on the line.
3: I believe you owe me something, sir.
1: <laughs> So, um, yeah. So Billy talks to Veronica saying, yeah, I don't want to go back to high school. The kids are mean there. They pick on me, which doesn't make sense. Cause back, you know, it's, it's only been right. 10, it's only been 10 years. And he says, right. yeah, back in, back in high school, I was the man and uh, everybody's mean to me. And then, um, you know, that's when Veronica gives him some words of wisdom and says, uh, you know, yeah, it, it feels bad when you get picked on. Right. Maybe, maybe of uh, all the people you were not nice to in high school, you know, they, they didn't like the way you feel now either. Or yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. You know, all the people you thought were losers and you treated them like losers, maybe now you know how it feels.
3: And maybe and, he, and he reaches out um, to kind of uh, uh, rebuild some of the bridges that he may have burned.
1: Yeah. And this comes to one of the most interesting scenes.
3: Again, incredibly dark uh, scene, but like, just like iconic scene.
1: So damn dark. Yeah. We, c- we cut to uh, Steve Buscemi, Yep, just hanging out in his uh, like his den, gets it's a call. Dead.
3: It has to be his mother's basement, I would imagine.
1: Uh yeah, it it, it looks pretty basementy. y yeah. uh, he gets a call from Happy Matt from Happy Madison. Damn it, Billy Madison yeah. did it again. <laughs> and uh, Billy said, "Hey, is this uh, Danny McGrath?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is he." Uh hey, this is uh, Billy Madison. You probably don't remember me. We were in high school together, and um, I, tr- I treated you really. You know, crappily back then. I thought it was, we were all having fun, but now I think about it, I I really realize it, it wasn't cool and I'm sorry and I hope you forgive me. And, and, uh, but he, the way he says, and then uh, Danny McGrath we, says, oh yeah, man, no problem. Yeah, we're, yeah, uh, no,
3: no big deal. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, like it, it really is no big deal to him. Yeah, and he's almost, Bill-
3: he's, he's almost like, it's kind of weird that, like, he seems like weirded out that he's calling. He's like, oh, this is, that's kind of weird, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. No big deal.
1: Yeah, and uh, then Billy says, hey, maybe one day we can, you know, get some coffee and talk about old time, you know, all that stuff. And then Danny's like, yeah, sure, no problem, man, whatever. He's, he's like, all right, thanks. Hangs up the phone. He waits a beat. He goes over to a list on his wall saying, that says, uh, people to kill crosses Billy's name off the list. Uh, puts lipstick on. <laughs> And just kickbacks and lays on his couch.
3: Yeah, it's it's really, um, it's really like, I just remember all of those moments together, uh, seeing them as a kid and like thinking that this was, I wasn't sure what was happening, but I knew that it was the type of comedy that I liked. Like Like I knew just like, <laughs> just that moment. I'm like, I don't understand this. I mean, I knew what it meant, but I was like, I don't get why this is in this movie, like where it fits in, but I love it. Like, I just knew that this is the kind of uh, stuff that I was into.
1: Oh yeah. I, I'm the same way too. Like I saw that scene. I was like, this is pretty dark, but all not pretty. <laughs> man <laughs> it's man. Run really a kill really list. dark. Yeah. Man, <laughs> will kill this. That, that is dark, <laughs> but like it's dark, but it's also pretty damn funny. He just yeah. like, he casually crosses his name off the list. Puts By the, the way. On. Yeah. Puts lipstick on. And this, kick- oh, and by the way, the uh, the eight other people on the list. Oh yeah, all crew members on the movie.
3: Oh nice, Hell so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it was just like such a bizarre moment. I was like, damn, I think this, I think this won me over.
3: <laughs> it's so good, man, and like, and it, it really reminds you. And Sandler's good at this too, but it reminds you of like, I mean, Buscemi, like, you know, he had like his Boardwalk Empire run, and there was like all these great things that he's done, obviously, but like, he he plays a an absolute psychopath in so many movies like and this is this is definitely one of them.
1: Yeah, I mean just because I mean he, I'm sure he'd be the first one to a minute just like his look. Right. He had a very unique look. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like so the fact that he has the look and he can actually like play the role like you know to it. I mean Fargo and yeah,
3: Fargo and other... like Con Air. he was like a, a lunatic and like
1: Yeah, just like yeah. he can he can play that part extremely well. Like that's I mean like he's the guy. He's like you think of uh, oddball lunatic you think steve buscemi for sure for sure absolutely and uh, i also forgot to mention this too um so the banana peel part yeah (laughs) we there's a scene where the bus driver chris farley is eating a banana um tosses the peel out the window and the banana peel lands on the road and the camera holds on that for a little bit just a banana peel in the road so then after this scene happens the Danny McGrath Danny McGrath scene. It cuts back to that banana peel in the road getting kind of brown, and then it just cuts to another scene. So it lets you know that that banana peel is like a running gag too, along with the old Doyle. So, yeah. like, cause like when I first saw that banana peel, I was like, all right, that that's gotta mean something later on, right? Yeah. It wouldn't keep going <laughs> back to a banana peel if it didn't. So I'll I'll play your game, Billy Madison. I'll play yeah. your game. Yeah.
3: It, it's it all. It's, it's all worth it. It's all worth it, in right. the end.
1: Right. So, uh, cut to a scene where the principal Max Anderson, uh, I guess, gets together a news conference yeah. and and tells the uh, people in the news that uh, Billy Madison cheated his way through school and that Billy offered him five a five thousand dollar bribe to push him through uh, grade school, which of course is a uh, big fat lie. Um, yeah. Dad sees this. Sees this news, says that the deal's off. Eric gets the company, and you know the the, the deal's off. Um, Billy swears he didn't do it, but his father doesn't believe him. Very despondent, very depressed. So of course, Billy goes on a huge drunken bender.
3: Yeah, and this is when we um, he he eventually goes back to Veronica's house, and and we see this is when the penguin returns. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. So it's him, his friends Frank, and Jack just getting drunk. And uh, they're about to also they, – they also enjoy lighting bags of poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, we, yeah. And just putting on people's uh, doorsteps. And uh, I believe – I think I remember reading somewhere that there was like a – the scene where uh, Norm MacDonald with him and uh, the other two guys are, are getting drunk. Yeah. No, Norm was actually drunk. <sighs>
3: I just assumed that he was the entire filming of this movie.
1: You know, you could be pretty, like, for I mean, Norm's role, you could pretty much do this whole yeah. thing pretty drunk. And, like, I've done, well, let's not get into that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped myself. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like, the scene where Norm is super drunk, he's actually drunk in shooting the scene.
3: He's a method, uh, he's a method actor.
1: Yeah, you know, whatever for the, whatever the role calls for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the three of them go to uh, Veronica's house, super drunk and wasted. Again, we we see um, Billy sees the penguin again inside Veronica's
3: house. And yeah, he thinks that that Veronica is is seeing the penguin, and he gets very upset.
1: Yeah, it's a having affair with a giant six foot penguin. <laughs> you know, common common type of a. Uh, Cause for concern. For and
3: the penguin, people. the penguin is like, is he like drinking a martini or something? And yeah, like like a Rob
1: Roy or some fancy sixties drink.
3: <laughs> like, oh, hello, Billy. I didn't hear you come in.
1: <laughs> I've been expecting you.
3: <laughs> and then like, and then it it basically. I don't know if it's supposed to be the next day, but but they go. Veronica shows up at Billy's place, and everything is just like trash. There's people lying everywhere, and Billy's out cold like by the pool just passed out there's right. all over the place
1: right exactly so veronica vaughn goes uh kicks him kicks him awake and throws him in, punches him into the pool jumps in the pool with him and just beats him up in the pool and yes of course uh veronica vaughn is wearing a white shirt of so, course yeah
3: so fellas yeah, like, um again like when i talked about iconic moments of this movie uh as a fifth grader watching this um just so many things um, were happening, and this was oh, one boy. of them. <laughs> no. So
1: many, so many feelings, so many feelings. feelings. Oh, <laughs> this is Taylor's awakening.
3: This is this is it for me.
1: and yeah, no, I'm, dude, I get it. Like, I remember seeing uh, what was it, Police Academy Four? Yep, yep. Where there was a scene where, uh, totally. ca- yes,
3: yep, Callahan comes. Up.
1: Yep, D- dude, we're we're you know what I'm going you I know totally what I
3: totally know man comes out of the pool yeah I I dude I remember man
1: that, dude that's that's when I that's when I knew I was like all right this is <laughs> that's when this... boys become men <laughs>
3: <laughs> Police Academy Four
1: yes this is this is this is this is what I want this is this is this is this is my lane now this is I'm all about that thank you <laughs> thank, thank you Laura for bringing Police Academy Four into my life. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Veronica Vaughn punches and beats up Billy in the pool. Uh, Jack and Frank think they're playing Marco Polo. Yeah. And basically, Veronica says for him to stop feeling sorry for himself and just, like, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps.
3: Yeah. And, and, and just and finish it. And thus, um, <laughs> thus, like, fires off one of the weirdest and most insane moments of the movie.
1: Yeah, because after she... Inspires him to finish the rest of uh, the rest of the you know the, all the, the rest of the schooling. Uh, she gets out the pool and Billy has a moment with himself to really think about it, and he's like, "Yes, I will finish school." And then he goes into a singing musical number.
3: Yeah, it's about, it's pretty great
1: about going back to school. Uh, Veronica Vaughn shows up by his side again, and like like Rosen, Yep. Rosen, yeah. It's like, oh, you know, and he sings like, "We, oh, well, we'll get you back on track." Don't yeah. I have an amazing rack or You're something right. like that? Yes. And then all, and all the kids from grade school show up.
3: The uh, the, the clown uh, comes back and and sings his part of the song. Is like you thought that I was dead, which is very funny.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I think at that point, that's when I wrote down, "This is ridiculous." <laughs> Big bold letters. This
3: is ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, it's it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it's this big, almost like Sound of Music, like right. musical number.
3: Right. It's like all the characters that you've you've come to know and love from the movie. They're they're walking together. Um, it's 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 impressive that like like someone gave him uh, like the okay to do this. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing. Like th- this wouldn't have happened in a lot of movies back then. Like this was just like they're like we're gonna do this little musical number in the middle of this movie. It's very weird. Um, do you have any more gum? Is how it ends. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: More music. gum. More. Yeah,
3: yeah. They asked for more gum. I don't... It's so weird. But then, like but like they did it. I mean, they 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 pulled it off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they were able to do it just because the budget was so low and yeah. no one was really expecting anything from yeah, this thing. Like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Like, and I, I've I've found. Like the most shows that, most TV shows and movies that have the biggest impact on my life are the things where it's like a low budget, no, the suits and whoever the studio isn't looking they just let them do yeah. whatever they want to do. Totally. That's when, that's when you, that's when the magic happens, baby. Yeah. Like
3: if you, if you, especially like now with like TV and stuff, like you find that some of like most of the better shows are the ones where they just give the creative reins to the people who like create the show and write the show and like. They don't have much input, and right. from what I've heard, like it's like a seems like a simple trick, but they just like the creative minds and the writers and stuff. They just kind of give these like absolutely outlandish. Um, they write these like outlandish scenes that they give to <laughs> to the brass, and they're like, "Here, uh, we're gonna do this crazy thing," and they're like, "You can't do that," and they're like, "All right, well, what about this other thing?" and they're like, "Oh yeah, you could do that," and they're like, "All right, good, because that's what we wanted to do anyway." Like, we're just like <laughs> you know, it's like a little it's a little trick. Right. You you right. tell
1: you give you give you ask for more and like what you want is a little bit less and so yeah.
3: they're like, We're gonna eat a baby and they're like, You can't do that And they're like, Alright, well what if we uh, do this dick joke? And they're like, Oh yeah that's fine, you can do that. Ah, like, I wanted the gotcha. dick joke I wanted the dick joke all along. <laughs> you walk into the writer's room, they're like, Guys, bad news, we can't eat the baby. <laughs>
1: so, release the baby. Put <laughs> it back off into the wild. Uh, so all right, so the so the The kids go to the principal's house at Principal Anderson. Um, He's sleeping
3: in his luchador mask.
1: Of course, as you do. You know, I am the chupacabra. And, uh, yeah, they confront him saying, yeah, we know you lied about Billy. Billy said you lied. You need to come clean about it. Uh, You know, the principal feels bad about it. So, yeah, he comes clean. He has another news conference. (laughs) It's like, I
3: I, I guess. What what channel is this?
1: It's a slow news day, I guess. So, but yeah, he comes clean and says, "Yeah, I, I, I was bullshitting he, he you know, yeah, he,
3: yeah, and uh he admits he all the kids behind him, which is fun. yeah,
1: yeah, he, he says with all the kids behind him, "Yo, I was bullshit," and say, <laughs> "He he ain't giving me no five thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Said it like that. It's like what? Wow. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, and then he, he comes clean, saying that he, you know, he's he was or he was the revolting blob. It'll it'll haunt him to his days and then he just kind of leaves he skips town or something just kind of leaves yeah yeah uh yeah then we have a scene where angry where uh eric sees this on tv angrily throws a stapler and uh, accidentally hits his secretary <laughs> and puts her in a coma
3: <laughs> yeah that was a great moment as well
1: <laughs> just apropos of nothing just like bam yeah. like, ah, yeah. Pff, yeah, ah like, even
3: her... even eric like the the serious stuff with eric like there there's still like those little absurd moments with him as well
1: yeah, lots of absurd moments scattered all about. Um, so yeah, so then Eric says, you know, Eric and Billy and Billy's dad get together. Uh, Billy thinks he deserves another shot now that this new info has come to light. Mm-hmm. Eric says, no, a deal's a deal. The deal is off, so I get the company. That's it. End of story. No, no, no backsees, <laughs> as the kids say. Right. And um, but yeah, no. Uh, Billy says he wants another shot. Uh, Carl says he deserves another shot. So Billy challenges uh, uh, Eric to a uh, academic decathlon. That's right. Test, testing all the knowledge he would have learned in high school. And yeah. he says, if I win, I get the company. If you win, you get it.
3: And he kisses Eric uh, ever, so, ever so gently.
1: Right. He so like, I know it was you. You broke my heart. Which is uh, something I would not understand until I saw The Godfather Part 2. Right. <laughs> right many years later yes. yeah because he knows that he put uh the principal up to it to say yes. that he, he uh you know put him up to it uh and yeah and this is a scene where all the high school kids because everybody loves everybody loves billy just like everybody oh. really wants to help him get through this um so and that's the scene that we we're talking about where he like all the high school kids help him and while they're giving him notes. Billy goes to his locker to get something, and oh, yeah. it's full of manure. You know, Back to the With Future style. rules. Yeah, just a manure-filled locker, Back to the Future style. O'Doyle Doyle rules. Yeah, and then I think that's when Billy says, "You old Doyle's, you're gonna, you get, you get, you're gonna get yours soon. Your day's <laughs> right. coming." And then it so, kind
3: of like from there, it like kicks into this like montage, somewhat of both of them kind of preparing for the academic decathlon. Right. Like, yeah. The first thing you see is is Veronica um, testing Billy in his tent and she's doing like the, like whenever he gets an answer, right, she, she'll take off like an article of clothing.
2: Mm-hmm. And again,
3: again, my man comes back in Ooh. so strong oh. uh, where it just cuts to Chris Farley and he says, that's correct. And he pulls <laughs> off his, uh, you know, his tank yeah. top. And, and yeah. Yeah. So- does like the little like finger in the mouth thing. And like, it's just, oh God, it's perfect.
1: perfect. I will admit, yeah, that, I thought that was like the way, I mean, you know, Chris Farley, fat guy without a shirt. That's not funny. But the way he took his shirt off. And like flings and, his hair. Like it's yeah. so good. It's like, oh. Yeah. Like he just got out the pool. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the way he did it. I was like, yeah, all yeah. right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Uh, I, I can't deny you, Farley. I can't yeah. deny you. He's a, sweet, uh, he's a sweet boy. He's a he's a sweet boy. So, um, day of the decathlon, we see that the principal is yes. going to be the person uh, heading up the decathlon. The principal, played by Jim Downey, uh, yeah. you know, SNL writer, famous SNL, SNL, SNL writer,
3: right? And did um, he do? Um, did he do? Um, was he Jack Handy?
1: Uh, I believe I should know this. I'm an SNL nerd, but yes, I believe he did. Right? I think. I think so. Yeah.
3: Uh, Deep thoughts, right? Deep thoughts, yeah, that's what, that's, yeah. Yes, I believe
1: that's, I believe that's his,
3: uh, brainchild. His claim to fame? Uh, yeah, yeah. It says he was, it says he was in There Will Be Blood as well. What?
2: What? What?
3: Oh, dude, and, dude, I'm, my mind is blown. James Downey, okay? Right. Uncle of Robert Downey Jr.? Whoa! (laughs) (laughs)
1: What
3: the heck?
1: I should have known that. I,
3: <laughs> like, I, I, I am, I am flabbergasted. I mean, I like guess. It's it's, a, it, I mean, like clearly, Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL. Is that was is there is, is that a connection? Like, what what is going on? I don't know.
1: I, that's his uncle. That's the first I remember hearing about this.
3: Up is down, down is up. I mean, it's on IMDb. I, it has to be true.
1: Okay, actually, I'm looking at it right now. No, the deep thoughts by Jack Handy were written by uh, Jack Handy.
3: Okay, that makes. Plenty of sex.
1: I, I thought Jim Downey was like his known to pl- or known to plume or
3: whatever. So or he so so it turns out um, James Downey is the half brother of Robert Downey Sr. They share they shared the same mother. So oh. yeah, man, uncle of of uh, Robert Downey Jr. Crazy.
1: Wow. All right. Now hmm. you know the rest of the story. Well, that'll be it, folks. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah. So uh, the principal Jim Downey um you know he's, he talks about the decathlon on you know he also you know sprinkles the fact that his wife is cheating on him throughout throughout the whole thing
3: Fantastic, yeah.
1: like none of you should be cheating in this decathlon <laughs> unlike my uh cheating whore wife <laughs> and uh yeah then we see them go through all the things all the decathlon sports like uh you know running on the on the track um, there's a home ec part where they're both baking a pie.
3: Dude, how crazy is that? Like, when he's on fire.
1: That's pretty bonkers. There's one right? part, yeah. Yeah, so there's one part where, it, there, like I said, home ec class back when, I don't even know if home ec is still in high school. I don't think so. I don't know. I, I didn't have it. I had, I had like, I had a ceramics class. That's something. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah, yeah. Ceramics, I had woodworking, and, um, I, did, I took a typing class in high school. But, oh, yeah. um... Yeah no, no no home ec. But anyway, uh, Billy Madison bakes a pie. Uh, Eric also bakes a pie, but it's on fire, and it catches on his sleeve a little bit. And yeah. of course, Billy Madison laughs because he's like, "Ah, you burn your pie; it's on fire." And um, it cuts to Billy laughing at him because he, you know, his sleeve's on fire. Cuts back to Eric; he is fully engulfed yeah. in flames. Like, yeah,
3: it's it's like hereditary. It's like he yeah. his whole body. <laughs> is on fire and it is like i just like i know that people can do that like for a couple seconds and there's like a thing you could put on your face like that whatever it is but like every time i see that it makes me so anxious and uncomfortable
1: it's a little (laughs) disturbing because as he's engulfed in flames like like on the uh, rage against the machine album cover billy madison is still laughing his ass off his ass off at him Again, it's, still, it's very dark. <laughs> a man is on fire in front of me, and I can't stop laughing.
3: Very dark moment. Dark, dark. God, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> but and, yeah. so, like in the middle of the uh, decathlon, we have our final uh, banana peel moment. It's the payoff, the big payoff.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So let's let's get to that. Um, yeah. So because yeah, after that, to go through all their other academic uh, things, like you know, band practice as you're playing instruments. Yeah. Um there's also they do like a little bit of theater where they give yeah. Shakespearean theater. Um and then we have the big payoff where all the O'Doyles are in um are in a station wagon driving down the road.
3: <laughs> chanting O'Doyle rules.
1: <laughs> chanting O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle rules, O'Doyle rules. They slip on the banana peel that's in the middle of the road that yeah, Chris Farley dropped.
3: The road, yeah.
1: Right. The car spins out of control. Falls off the cliff as they chant O'Doyle rules. That's,
3: that's
1: it's, it's a long it's a long walk to a payoff, but we
3: we got there. It's perfect. And like, do you think? I mean, there ha- it has to like there has to have been a person named O'Doyle that just like tormented Adam Sandler as a kid. I, I would imagine like or like O'Brien or you know what I mean. Like it had to have been like something like that, like O'Malley or right, something.
1: Right. I you know what? I never thought of that. That, that he might seems be.
3: like that kind of guy that would just throw that in there to be like. Fuck these guys! Like I, I like you know it. Maybe it's maybe it's not right on the nose with right. with O'Doyle, but like, yeah, he has,
1: yeah, he has like a people to kill list, but it says right. like people, <laughs> right. people people to make fun yeah. of in my movie. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a good list to have.
3: You know <laughs> what's crazy about if if I could, this has nothing to do with anything, but like, it's crazy. Um, so Clerks two, right? There's have you seen Clerks two?
1: Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I saw it.
3: Okay, so like, there's a moment where. Um, one of the guys that works at movies, uh, he is talking about his girlfriend and how she has a pussy troll. It's this whole scene. And he says that the, the troll's name, Oh God, now I'm going to blank out on the name, but, um, Oh, it, he goes, my girlfriend's name is Myra Hatchkiss, right? Mm-hmm. So like, okay, that's a crazy name. Like that's a crazy made up name. Myra Hodgekiss so I worked with a woman named Myra Hadjkis. And I was like, this is, and she was older. She was like an older woman. Oh. And I'm like, this has to have been the person that this character was based off of. Because there are no two people in the universe that have that name. And like, I can't. You, like, did it's did insane you, to me.
1: I mean, did you ask her? I like, didn't. Hey. No, because, like,
3: it, because of like the context of that character in the movie, like it's like, a crazy scene, so I didn't. I didn't want to like bring it up, but I'm like, she has to have like known Kevin Smith. Like, she probably has no idea that he's like a director. Like, I don't know. Like, she was a she was a pretty old woman, like, and huh. but, like he definitely dealt with her in some like. Because where does that name come from? Like that, the, that I don't know. It was just funny. Yeah,
1: I mean that is weird because I mean you can't just put somebody's like direct name in, in one of your works. Like, you great, right. Like you
3: would think, I mean, but then like that name is so crazy. Like they like, yeah, just, like it's just an insane i don't know two insane names put together and they're like both new jersey i'm like that this has to be like there's Mm. there's no way that this is
1: should have asked for an autograph man I know. so so close to greatness
3: i don't know if she's still with us to be honest with
1: you oh all right maybe
3: maybe this but maybe she might be i feel like sandler is like you know maybe not that on the nose with that stuff but i feel like he's definitely like he's got old old like Johnny, or I don't know, like who he, he's got, like these guys that he I feel like pulls from his life, and they're in these, you know, certainly in on like his albums, but like also throw some of that in his movies,
1: right? Right, absolutely. Uh, wow, uh, this, Myra Hatchkiss, this uh, no, sorry, podcast sorry. Is, <laughs> no, I love it. No, this podcast is dedicated to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we finally, and I also like that the um, that old Doyle rules uh scene where the the car falls off the cliff and yeah. crashes immediately cuts to audience applauding <laughs> because it's the final event. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, so it's the final event and we see Eric and Billy on stage. Um, the principal is uh, saying, all right, so each person will uh, choose a, a question, a category from this huge board, uh, 20, the 20 categories listed, during the final stage are english literature us presidents my wife the tramp <laughs> <laughs> astronomy baking burning dog poo and the human response reflections of society and literature information systems chemistry the roman empire my spouse is sleeping around the french <laughs> the french revolution automotive repair 20th century poetry Calculus, needlepoint, architecture, business ethics, Shakespeare, and I married a common street (laughs) trash. Right. So, uh, yeah, so at this point, I believe Eric chooses a category for Billy. And I believe it, I forget which one it was. I think it was maybe English lit.
3: I know, the, I know Business Ethics, right, is one of them. Is one that I forget. I forget the, which one it is.
1: Business Ethics is the one that um, Eric gets
3: it. Oh, right, right, right. Okay.
1: But, uh, this is the scene where uh, Eric chooses a category for Billy. Billy hoped he would have hoped he would have gotten the burning dog food, right. but that didn't happen. And uh, so the, uh, comment, the principal asks him the question. Billy seems stumped for a minute. He looks and sees uh, Miss Lippy in the audience and gets inspired. To tell this long rambling answer, which includes the uh, the story, the dog who the lost, dog, his, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: lost his way, and uh, it, they even show it at one point. They kind of cut to they cut they cut to show that that it's been a long answer and kind of time has passed. And um, you know, as he finishes, he says, "You know, the, the audience is kind of quiet." Then he says, "You know, uh, Pibb High School football rules," and then of yeah. course, everybody cheers. <laughs> Yeah. And it seems like he got the right answer. It seems like it, doesn't it? It seems like it,
3: yeah. And then comes one of the greatest quotes of the whole movie.
1: Right. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I know. I was trying. I was
3: trying to find the exact oh, quote I somewhere. You I got, got it. it. Go ahead. Go so uh, ahead.
1: after he gives his answer, he sits back down, and the principal calmly says, "Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling." Incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God may have God mercy on your mercy soul. soul. Which is, I mean, come on, man, that is it's pretty gr-
3: so so good, man. Like it's such a it's such an excellent button to like. To you seeing him like having this victorious moment and he just shuts him completely down. That's perfect. Yes.
1: I think it's to God have mercy on your souls. Yeah, that's it. That one. That's, line. that's
3: uh, it's wonderful.
1: That's pretty. I mean, that's uh, I mean, just chef's kiss. What yeah, else can you say about yeah, that?
3: Yeah, that's perfect.
1: Absolutely. So um, after he gets that wrong, then he chooses a category for Eric. Of course, he chooses business ethics. Business
3: ethics that's right. Yeah.
1: He, um, so the principal asks Eric a question uh, about business ethics and he knows that you know Eric won't get it because Eric's he's, not an eth- he's very unethical he's very unethical um, Eric stutters and fails and fumbles to answer the question uh, he freaks out gets nervous pulls out a gun yeah <laughs> and he threatens to shoot uh, Billy saying, like you know, this enough of these games. This company's mine. You don't deserve it. I deserve it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder you in front of. I'm gonna, of, you. I'm gonna murder school in front of all these high school students.
3: And and that's when we find out where the revolting blob has been.
1: Right, kids. He's, he's been lurking in the shadows, and he tackles uh, Eric in full revol, uh, yep. wrestling revolting blob regalia. Yes, yes. Um. But yeah, but he's still, you know, while he tackles him to the ground, he's Eric's still able to get up, and he's about to shoot uh, Veronica Vaughn, who goes over to Billy to help him and shield him. Uh, and it's at this point, just as he's about to shoot Veronica Vaughn, the love of Billy's life, uh, he gets shot in the ass by a sniper. Turns out, it's Danny McGrath.
3: I mean... Thank God I called that guy. What is he I forget what he says, but it's like yeah, I am so glad I called that guy. But yeah, he, he he saves the day, man, Steve Buscemi.
1: Yeah, Steve Buscemi shoots uh Eric in the in the buttocks. Yep. You know, waves hello to Billy. <laughs> like, hey
3: Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's, and <laughs> that's that's very good too, where he just like the wave that he gives too is like so silly and like dainty. Yeah. He's just like hello, and then he just <laughs> then he just leaves. Just goes. got a man smiles like smiles so ha- he's like so happy to see him, and then he leaves.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's yeah, and then uh, and then that's it. So cut to uh, Billy graduates high school. I yeah. guess he's he's he pulled it off. Um, you know he's there giving the commencement speech. Uh, we see Eric there. You know with the a shot buttocks. He needs yep. to on
3: his his donut.
1: Yeah, I guess he's not in jail for uh, for pulling pull, out a gun. Pull, I guess I guess that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he gives a great speech, of, you know, encouraging everybody, saying school's school's cool, school's yeah. hooray for school, Yahoo. And then he says he decides he doesn't want to be the chairman of uh, the company after all. He thinks Carl should get it, so you know, Carl gets it, and Billy wants to go back to college.
3: Yeah, and then he, he has a sweet, uh, loving kiss with Veronica Vaughn.
1: Right. Which, he, then,
3: which then turns into basically every character in the movie kissing another character, and it just gets weirder and weirder as, as it goes on.
1: Yeah, nor, um, Frank kisses the sloppy Joe lady who's there, the, the lunch lady.
3: <laughs> right, that's the first uh, one, I think,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a bunch of other characters kiss each other. Uh, Juanita, Miss
3: Miss Lippy kisses the clown.
1: Miss Lippy kisses the clown. Juanita kisses Danny McGrath. McGrath. Uh, Jack, one of his friends, tries to kiss a high school girl. Tries
3: to kiss a high school girl.
1: (laughs) Which is... uh,
3: Um, uh, Farley, man, and the penguin.
1: Yeah, Farley makes that with the big penguin. It is just... And and that's it. Just a, a weird, big old, bizarre movie. Billy Madison. Like, I... Hmm. <laughs> like, I can't say that this movie did, like, I mean, alright, so, I mean, I've said on this podcast before, I'm, like, I wasn't fully into the Adam Sandler camp. Like, I would say so, this movie warmed me to him a little bit, and then Happy Madison, I started to get a little bit more, I was like, alright, that's
3: pretty funny. So, like, so, after this, and then you saw Happy Gilmore, and then, like, did, like, now, in like, in your... Uh, in your Sandler journey, uh, where are you now? Like, like, how do you feel about him now?
1: Um, I, I'm okay with him. I don't watch like a lot of his comedy. Like the bad like, ones? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't, i never seen Grown Ups or, uh, I, right. although I've heard good things about Click, but I've never seen it. Oh, Click! I liked Click. Click. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do like his dramatic work. Uh, I'm one of the few people that liked Funny People.
3: I thought uh, Funny People was good.
1: Yeah, a lot of, I mean, a lot of comedians have issues with it because it's not true to. Right. The, the comedians and it also like the tone kind of shifts like the way it goes from the world of comedy to like just you know judd apatow's family right. <laughs> like judd apatow literally put his whole his kids whole movie into his movie right. like oh here's my yeah. daughter here's my daughter's singing recital i'll put it in my movie right that's crazy that's my judd apatow <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was my, my daughter. He's put in the movie there. That's good. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hire me, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, yeah. So I mean, as far as comedies, I'm kind of, I'm still kind of hot and cold. But as, I think he's a good dramatic actor. I think he's got chops there. You know, like Uncut Gems
3: was great. uh Punch. I, I really like Punch rock Love. I think that's like a crazy. Fun, weird movie, but he's really good at it.
1: Yeah, that's the one everybody loves. Like everybody, like after that point, it was like undeniable. Like, oh, like he's not like the goofy, yeah. goof him up that people perceived him to be. He's actually got some some chops here.
3: And there's like, and some of the some of the goofy ones too, though are are are, are fun. And it's just like you, it depends. I don't know. I guess it just depends. Like what you, like, you just have to be. Like I watched the um, the Hubie Halloween one last year. Right, and I, I loved it. I, it was it was silly and, and fun and Halloween, yeah. and it was great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did I did like the wedding singer. I thought that was sweet, and yeah. I actually had a pretty cool moment with him. Uh, I mean, I think I told people on the podcast this, but like years ago when I was in college, I used to write for the college newspaper, the entertainment section. Uh-huh. I mean, just because I was super into music and movies, you know, I still am. Yeah. And uh, so when you do that, when you write for the college newspaper, especially in entertainment you can get to go to free screenings and, you know, for, for films to, to do a little write up, okay. And also a lot of times you'll able to get interviews with the people in the films. Oh, hell yeah. So like that happened a lot for me, like, like a lot of times what they'll do is maybe like they'll rent out a place or there's a screening room in the buildings of like yeah, you know, yeah. Columbia universal, or whatever. And then you can, they'll have everybody go into the like, meeting room and one of the stars will come out and talk and answer questions and do a Q and a. So, anyway, I got to do, I got to see the screening for The Water Boy back when it came out. It was at, (laughs) I still remember, it was at Planet Hollywood. And I remember that because, like, they fed us too. They gave us, like, burgers and fries. Dude, for a a kid in college, getting free, amazing, free burgers. That's pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but then afterwards, there was a QA with Adam Sandler. And, like, he came out and, like, a few of his, you know, his, his crew, his posse came out yeah. like uh, Alan Covert, whatever, oh, and he shit. just he just answered questions where he was like super likable, super nice, took pictures with everybody. I still have a picture with him somewhere. Dude,
3: in my place. you got oh, yeah. to you got to put that on the gram, man.
1: I just may have to. I think, Dude, I think that's, I, that's awesome. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post it up. It'll be up on our uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever. But yeah, I yeah,
3: like, I feel like that one too was like one where like Billy Madison was huge, and then like Happy Gilmore was huge, but then like when the Waterboy came out, I feel like it, like people were like, "Oh, this is gonna be the one where he just like sucks," and it's gonna be like his, but like it was like one of the bigger ones, like it was like enormous, and then he was just like this mega like comedy star, like it was, yeah. It
1: was I, nice. I think at that point he became like um like uh, or the critic proof because like the, the totally. critics never liked his stuff. Like if you go back, you can see the critics always. Yeah, uh, I'll look it up what the critics said about Billy Madison because I don't think it's really highly. Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes, like a forty-two percent. Roger, uh, yeah, Roger and uh, Ebert and Siskel, or Siskel and Ebert. They gave yeah. it two, They both gave it two thumbs down. Ebert said that uh, Sandler was not an attractive screen presence. He might have a career as a villain or as a fall guy or the butt of a joke, but as the protagonist, his problem is that he recreates the fingernails on the blackboard syndrome. Oh my god not fans.
3: Wow. Not a great, not a great review.
1: Yeah. No, he's never gotten good reviews. Like until maybe like uncut gems or uh, no, I'm right. saying punch truck love. That's when the critics are like, yeah. all right. He's yeah.
3: But, but then, uh, like, like, like you said, like he, he was like critic proof. It didn't matter what they said. Cause people were going like flocking to his movies.
1: Yeah. And then the Waterboy boy did such huge numbers. It like, that's the film. Cause like, I don't think it was made for much The budget was pretty low, but it made like like, triple its budget, and that's when people are like, oh, okay, all right, you yeah, can do whatever you exactly.
3: want. And then he did Bulletproof, and they were like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: maybe we pull him back, just a hair. Just a hair. But he's
3: not, like, he wasn't meant for rated R. In that era, where he was, like, doing pretty much straight comedy stuff, and, like, what it, he wasn't, he just, like, it wasn't meant for, like, rated R. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I hear you, but... Um... Was, like
3: he was, he was good on, like, the sweet little, you know, PG-13-ies.
1: Yeah, that's that's his wheelhouse. That PG thirteen e Yeah, that sounds
3: weird for us to say. Yeah,
1: that's I I take that back immediately. Yeah.
3: Let's let's edit all that out. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's just let's just. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm not trying to get canceled today. And uh, yeah, and that's the episode, guys. Um, oh, yeah. so overall, uh, overall thoughts on Billy Madison? What this is,
3: what is does this land
1: in the in the pantheon?
3: I mean, the pantheon of movies for me, it's not like top of the line but it's it's also like as far as sandler movies i'm gonna say it's top three and there's Mm. a lot and i mean there are a lot of sandler movies so like that's that's you know that's a big one um but i mean it definitely got like i said it got me on like it kind of like the same way that conan like watching conan like got me i'm like what is this show like why is everything so weird but like i love it and like it, it felt like that to me, like there were so many random things and it, it all, it was like the right time and I was just like starting to get older and, and get into comedy and like for sure it was, this was the one, yeah, for me.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. It's, it's, it definitely seems like very counterculture. It seems like the type of comedy that like the mainstream... Wouldn't get, but like you get it, and that that makes yeah. it more that makes it more special. Yeah, like for sure. this, like this ain't you know friends or whatever. This is right. something that's doing right. a little bit, still so something a little more cerebral that you you squares just don't get. That's right. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean that that's our episode, Billy Madison, uh, the film that started it all. That yeah, man, it's yeah, it's it's still. I, I would say it still holds up. It's still, I mean, the old Doyle rules that yeah. bit. It's.
3: Yeah, that's, yeah. There's that's... so many moments that are, that totally, yeah, totally hold up. Still,
1: absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that's our episode, um, guys. Thanks for listening, Taylor Allen. We, hey. we did, it. we did it, buddy. This has been a long time coming,
3: dude. dude thanks so much for having me. And uh, I, I'm just happy I got to watch Billy Madison again. I haven't seen it in so long, and it was it was nice to watch it. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm happy to have provided that service for you.
3: Like as as this ends, I'm gonna I'll probably watch Happy Gilmore. And I have work tomorrow early and I'm gonna watch it because I,
1: I call in like, sick, whatever.
3: Yeah. Just watch Adam Sandler movies all yeah. day.
1: <laughs> I ain't coming into work, boss man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll understand. All right, well uh Taylor, thanks uh, thanks so uh, much for man. doing this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh is there anything you want to plug? Anything you wanna pr- promote? Um, uh floor's yours.
3: Just like uh, you know, be cool to each other. Um, get your shot. Um, <laughs> Party on,
0: dudes! <laughs> and
3: don't put banana peels in the road. And listen to Frady Cat's podcast. And that's it, baby.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, social media handles. Where do pe- Where can the people
3: find uh, it? I, I think I'm. I think I'm Taylor Allen USA on most of uh, most of the things. I thought it was funny when I made that because it was like Sarah Palin was Sarah Palin USA, so I made mine. Um, Taylor Allen USA and I just like constantly would tweet like horrible things to her, and then um, now it's Taylor on USA and I feel like I should change it, but it's just been that for so long, so I'm not going
1: no. to. It. No, go go for it. It's it's, it's catchy. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's all about it's branding, baby. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Incredible. That's D A R A Incredible. Follow the podcast at SNL Nerd Show. You can follow Mr. John Trumbull at Trumbull Comic. And uh, yeah, uh, please follow us all on uh, all those social media handles. You know, reach out to us. Let us know what, what you like, what you don't like. And as always, we have a Patreon up at non-productive.com. Please donate some money. Please, please, please. We're, we're so poor and we're, you know, we ha- we're here with hat in hand. We, we need can't,
3: to- we can't stream. You know how many Sandler movies are not uh, free on streaming? Like these guys got to pay for it somehow.
1: Damn straight. You know, give us Cough up the bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give up the goods. Oh, man. All right. And uh, so, yeah, guys, thanks again for listening, as always. Taylor, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, and uh, so, we'll be back again with another fantastic ap- episode of SNL Nerds. But until then, Nerds, Nerds out. out.
0: This has been a non productive media presentation.